Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today, I have Ryan. Hey, thanks for listening to Sunny 106.5, where it's always <laughs> mellow listening. We have Sunny a, in the morning. We have a message here from a RyanGarbageBoy.com telling all of our listeners that he's back and you can't keep him down. Can't keep him down. <laughs> it's only one way out of this podcast, producer Ryan. Through hell. but you can't keep them down (laughs) that's an old station here in vegas too 106.5 yeah sunny 106.5 yeah Yeah. listen delilah yeah yeah Yeah, delilah yeah yeah, that's right that was the delilah (laughs) Delilah, yeah Yeah, delilah at night or whatever for all of you that listen to delilah i'm pretty it's i think it's i like delilah yeah yeah Yeah, and delilah have the same ipod list so (laughs) yeah it's all for bleeding hearts nick oh my <laughs> I remember once I was working in a retail store and I had 106.5 because it's one of the few channels we got, right? And then Del- Delilah comes around like seven. And for those of you who don't know, and she, and she wrote, she read like little breakup lists. Like, yeah, she uh, did. Emails yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. She read, yeah. He would write her like a listener question or whatever and she would read it. But anyways, 106.5 is an old channel here. Uh, but Delilah's had her show for like a while here in yeah, Las Vegas. Years, and so years. I remember I was work, working in retail and this guy's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, how dare you? That's Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> did you take off your glove and smack him with it? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she has like she had like a smoky voice, and it was just like very soft. Yeah, and, like, very this goes out to brokenhearted producer Ryan. <laughs> 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 and then she would hear people's stories. People would call in, and yeah. she would say, "You know what? I have the perfect song for you." And, yeah, and then she put on the song. Yeah, yeah, so there's some crazy stories on that. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. man, they're insane. <laughs> oh man, so as always, we got Nick and Ryan tripod back together tripod. to do another movie. So are we another... doing a movie this week? Yeah, we're doing oh, a movie this week. What? Shoot, this I is... thought we were doing. Pizza rolls again. What? I thought we were doing a cooking thing. Yeah, I have a, I have a recipe and I was ready another to go. adult drama too. So yeah, more or less adult drama. Review for the Ninja so. Foodie, right in my hand. I guess I can run the wrong note card. Shit. So as always, we'll start off a little bit of movie news. So of course, some of the big ones. Uh, Morbius trailer yes. dropped. I think Saw Monday it. or something or Tuesday. Um, what do you guys did? Are we allowed it? to do spoilers <laughs> for the Morbius trailer? Yeah, no? spo- spoilers for the for so all the, the trailers. Was my favorite here. part. I was like, oh shit, they're going to do it this way. This is an introduction to crossover universes, maybe. Yeah. And we get a little Michael Keaton action. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Adrian Toomes coming back as the Vulture. Michael Keaton coming back as the Vulture. What did you think about it? He was one of my top, like, three-ish Marvel villains. I thought he was well No, he's good. He's good. I, I, I like it because Morbius, he's a villain, right? He's, uh, he's anti-hero, like an anti-hero. I guess he's a bit of an I think yeah. I've seen him more as a villain than anything. Yeah. yeah. So, was he ever in the Sinister Six comic wise? I know you guys are. I don't, I don't think, think so. he was because no, he's always done his own thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, so. But Tombs would imply the Sinister Six kind of deal, right? Yeah. Something okay. coming along those but lines. But it, again, I just look at this and then some of the crazy stuff, you know, back in the day with comic books, they just let him do whatever. So yeah. I wonder how they're going to make this crazy uh, origin story for Morbius. How, uh, like, off the wall is it going to yeah. be, you know? It seemed pretty... He went to like, go... Bladeish. It felt it's, pretty normal Do you to think me. his... Uh, <laughs> fa- like, phase one <laughs> felt pretty, like, kind of looked phase one Normal for me. old school comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, for, like, old school comic he goes in front too. of a... a, a, a a bat cave. Yeah, and he <laughs> and cuts then, his hand yeah, and all the bats fly yeah. towards him. And all so. the bats are coming around him. No, like, the visuals, sense. it looks awesome. It looks pretty cool. The CGI I'm excited at the very about end it. where his face gets really Morbius-y, I thought that was a little bit off, but uh-huh. they're, they're not quite done yet. I actually like that end face right Did there. You? Yeah. I thought, I I thought it looked pretty good. So 
I've watched the trailer thing twice. Now, do you think his powers now they're normally science based, but do you think it might be a blend of science and magic or just kind of I think it'd be they're gonna try to explain it and then explain it too much. Yeah. So. I do like yeah. how he's just like talking about how he got his powers and you see Jared Little walk on and he's got the amazing abs and it's like oh, that's yeah. you got you gotta yeah. you gotta once you once you go from being super sick, you know. Exactly. He does that super skinny thing all you the time. You gotta get so the abs. He, put a, he 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 got the protein shake. Going. <laughs> Doing tons of crunches. Who's the girl from New Girl? Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. I don't know what it is about him and Zoe Deschanel, but they have like the same eyes. They're like piercing. You know, and kind you, you of do have a point. Yeah. yeah. When uh when I was watching this trailer, because you know the last time we saw Jared Leto in a comic book movie was uh, Joker was yes. as Joker yes. for <laughs> in Suicide Squad, but I just remember hearing about how method he got and everything with selling with sending condoms and Which bullets. Sounded, he got yeah. super method yeah. in yeah. this. Yeah, that sounded really cool right up until you <laughs> saw Suicide Squad and you're like, well, you wasted all that time. Yeah. <laughs> So watching this, every and I see him in the crutches. I'm like, oh, you think he really broke his legs in that? (laughs) (laughs) Or he's chowing down on a guy being a vampire? Like he probably killed a real life person. I think think Bale's got to be more method than Leto. Really? I think I think think Jared Leto's probably more method. I hope. I hope he took a lot. Ooh, could be tough. Right? You put them both in a room; it's just crazy. Don't do it. <laughs> I just hope that he took a page from Ozzy Osbourne's book and then bit the head off of a, like a oh, like an bat. actual bat. Like, <laughs> he's like I'm Jared Leto. He's, he's yeah. definitely vegan or something. He's not doing that. Yeah, yeah. How method could he be if he's chocolate vegan? bunny? Maybe he did. He it really way. drank real life blood, so <laughs> he drank all the blood. But no, it looks good. Um, I'm curious to see if they are going to tie it in. I mean, it is connected Seems to the MCU. Like Not just that, they um, have the Spider-Man on the graffiti on the yeah, wall. Yeah, I saw that. Which is connected to the, se- technically, the second Spider-Man movie. Yeah, there. I saw Far one kind of theory flowing around where before, of course, the trailer dropped that Morbius might be tied into like the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Of that course, you know, the awesome. trailer kind of yeah, trailer kinda for that. put that Come to on, rest. Come on, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That would have been missing cool. Missing an opportunity here. That would have been cool to do it. And uh, I've heard some people ask too, as far as like with Spider-Man, if they're going to do uh, Man Spider with the forearms, because that's when Morbius, yeah, I, I think, would, it's first introduced. Yeah, so I would love right? to see that. Yeah, that would I would love to see Man Spider. I put a picture of uh, of someone's comic art of Man Spider a while ago on Twitter on, on Flip Underscore Talking. Yeah, but it looks good, and I wish they would kind of go that route. In the so. trailer, I did like how they brought, you know, they have the text fly to the screen, and it's I said, thought that was well done, too. Yeah, yeah. From, from, cool. from the studio that brought you Venom yeah. Yeah. and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't love really any of those movies, but yeah, that was pretty cool. In yeah. association with Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You, uh... They made it very clear <laughs> yeah, that this right? is Fox. Connection. They're all trying to benefit from the connection to the Marvel Universe, so Sony's kind of tagging along. But we know, we talked about it on the podcast many times already, what's the deal with Marvel and Sony? How long will they get along for? Right. Are they just like trying to prop up the villains so then they can take Spider-Man back for themselves and kind of make their own weird I don't universe. know I, don't I, know. I, I think I think messy. I'm okay with it being kind of similar but sort of uh, by itself a little a bit, little bit right. yeah, where yeah. it's just like okay Spider-Man characters will do the Spider-Man kind of type of thing but they won't always interact with MCU stuff and but I would say when you do that keep it low we, ground we talked but, about this yeah, on a podcast yeah. before and I remember asking you guys you guys are the bigger comic fans than I am you like those Spider-Man villains Right, you guys are fans of those. Yeah, yeah, I would say I like. So to introduce those villains like a Venom to the Tony Stark, even though he's not there anymore, kind of Marvel Universe, Mm -hmm. Black Panther Marvel Universe now, is that there's a value there. 
I mean, can Venom fight Black Panther? Do we want to see that? I mean, he. Thing? I mean, I guess that would be kind of interesting to see Venom yeah. fight Black you Panther. You want to see Benedict Cumberbatch fight doing the hand thing against Venom or whatever? You want to uh, see that? Maybe. Well, You're <laughs> saying Venom. Uh, Venom. <laughs> Venom. Venom. Only Venom. Venom. <laughs> Venom's going to beat him because Doctor Strange sucks. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Venom breaks, is pretty powerful. Breaks but his hands yeah. again. Oh, so, yeah. now you're taking Venom's side. All right. I know. No, he would yeah. get wrecked. <laughs> it, w- it would be interesting to see those characters just you know, develop their own kind of villains and eventually maybe have them go against a couple of the heroes and just completely wreck them. But yeah, I, yeah, I, mean, I didn't see um, Venom, um, but Carnage was introduced, right? Oh, yeah, yes. Carnage was a okay, uh, post-credit scene I'm pretty of the excited Venom. about okay, that. Okay, because that's yeah. a cool character. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Yeah, that is going to be but cool. But I think the way that Sony is going about this is they're giving a little teasers. Sort of smart. Sort yeah, of yeah. Cheap. It kind of, yeah. yeah. A little bit of both. Enough teaser to get people excited to start, like, a little bit of buzz. Yeah. yeah. But if nothing comes from it, then that's all so, it was. It was to, just buzz. To, yeah. <laughs> to that point, producer Ryan, the picture of Spider-Man like did not raise my eyebrow. I'm like, eh, that could be anything. Right. Just tertiary. Yeah. But then when you see Michael Keaton, you're like, oh, actually, yeah, pretty yeah. good connection there. It's pretty good connection. That's, that's yeah. true. But then again, not, they could we don't know where do nothing with that. Yeah. They could just say, oh, yeah. he's there. That would be a now, waste. But... It looks yeah. like they're... Uh, it's just possible. It's Sony. Yeah, I mean, it's, they could definitely waste it. Yeah. <laughs> it. Oh, it's very possible. We've seen Likely. it many times. <laughs> but it looks like that end of the scene, uh, as far as the trailer, when uh, they break out from prison, most likely Adrian Toomes, the vulture, and then you see Jared Somebody Leto said kind he was of wearing like the outfit. same exact outfit. Yeah, or so, so maybe it's like a straight timeline. Yeah, so that would be current timeline. That might be interesting as far as when you see the breakout scene as in that movie. If maybe you got a little sneak peek at some of the other villains that might be in jail. Of course, we have someone who plays uh, Scorpion. So Scorpion mm, is, is wasn't there the Electro guy or whatever? Oh, uh, the Shocker that shocker, was a little yeah, different. Shocker. There was two of them, kind of. Oh, but, is that what yeah, that is? But so that guy had the thing. He had hand. the thing. Okay. Yeah. So I think he's still alive. But they did have Scorpion uh, in not far from home, but uh, Homecoming. The homecoming. So oh, they did yeah, have they did I have Scorpion that. in Homecoming. I did not see um, it, but by, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds. Dope. He is in there, and he's kind of just in there by name only. And then it's alluded at the end of Homecoming when he's talking to Adrian Toomes that this is like the Scorpion. So mm. it'd be interesting what other villains are probably like in that jail. So I, I want them to kind of re- bring back maybe Doc Ock or you, you know, got to do a Doc the, Ock. But the, the Rhino. But I'll say we all agree here, right? Nobody really argues Spider Man Two, one of the better comic movies ever made. You don't want to like trample on that. Yeah, I will say I keep. I don't want to keep shitting on Mark Webb's Amazing Spider-Man movies because there are some. <laughs> but you got to. I, mean, I have like, to, right? <laughs> I mean, so I, when bad. you got to go, you got to go, right? So I mean, <laughs> the thing is, the way they tried to force the Sinister Six into that movie. It was crappy. It yeah. was crappy. Yeah. They walk into a room and there's like a bunch of little lights that come on and it's like, oh, this is the hunter or whatever. It's almost as lazy yeah, as a flash drive. Yeah, yeah, it was like goofy. <laughs> yeah, it was very much like that. So I would this like, is more organic at least. Yeah, no, I would like them to set up just how they did the heroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Each of the heroes got a movie. Phase one movie. Each of the so villains of get a movies. origin <laughs> yeah. movie and that would be really yeah. interesting. And then they connect that and they can have like a villain timeline and the hero timeline and have right. keep... What, so, and just go do a different direction direction yeah. than what we're getting from disney's mcu yeah. too you know I something different that, but i would say like what they did in infinity war and i sometimes the further i get away from these movies the more time i have to process infinity war is really smart because it's a movie with all the heroes but really thanos is the main character in that one yeah you get yeah. his whole deal you get his thing with the, the hottest villain gamora and you get to get the his whole daughter. origin story <laughs> at, the end, at the end all the good guys sort of fade away so like mm. it's an interesting take on the whole thing so maybe having like villains as the centerpiece of the next big group movies whether they're Avengers right. or something else is kind of smart Nick you forgot yeah. one thing though Nebula is hotter than <laughs> who's that Nebula I forgot <laughs> that <happened> already <laughs> come and gone <laughs> I already took her apart 
Now, <laughs> who else would you like to see, I guess, as far as a Sony bring back as far as villains? Like, maybe not so much in their own standalone, but start introducing them to the bigger Spider-Man. I would like a Norman Osborn. I would like a very good Norman Osborn. You know what? Oscorp, at least. We've seen that one twice now. Too many Jokers. Yeah, I was about to say. It's getting the same kind of feel from that. Maybe, like, late in the game. Yeah. But it is weird that, like, is there any Easter eggs of the Osborne Corp in Homecoming or Far From Home? Um, I think there's like I a little bit. I think there's like a couple. But nothing major. But nothing, yeah, nothing like major. I, I think one of his friends would room. be Harry, but we never met him. I would want so, to yeah. see a better lizard. That would be cool. That would be cool, yeah. too. Yeah. I didn't hate the way he looked. That was the guy from Notting Hill or whatever, Reese Siphon or whatever, yeah. in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, the yeah, he's in the first one. Yeah. He didn't look that bad, but I'm not clamoring for that guy, really. I don't know. Yeah. I, I he, had like a, he had like a lab in the sewer that was really goofy. I just thought that. I just thought that was like very one of these days we'll cover that movie but it's funny because his whole plan is to turn everybody into lizards which is weird but yeah. it's not <laughs> in the movie that's it's not even a permanent thing because he keeps on turning him back into a human yeah, yeah. so he not just very well thought out. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's, it's like when, the, the, the thing, first godzilla but... the matthew broderick one where godzilla has all the babies in madison square garden oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot of fish yeah that's, that's a lot that's a lot of fish that's your plan so, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it looks pretty good. Let's give Jared Leto another shot at an MCU, sure. you know, or uh, yeah. as a comic book something. Right. So, you know, why why not? Why not? 2020, the year of second chances. So, <laughs> um, other trailers that kind of dropped too as well. So we had the Birds of Prey second trailer that uh, dropped. This is interesting. Well. I wanted to bring this up because the time uh, of the, the runtime of the movie came out. Oh, really? What's it in eight minutes? Is producer really? Ryan friendly? Wow, but that is generally that, that short awesome. is not indicative of a good movie usually, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of looks more music video than film. The more trailers I, I mean, see, that the more was like squat too. So, but yeah, but shouldn't we learn lessons from these things? Absolutely not. One hundred and eight minutes. I really can... like the Ewan McGregor stuff in the trailers, but I'm not sure I'm gonna like this movie. I don't know. We'll see. How, we'll feeling. I don't know because. They seem, at least with DC, they seem to kind of be going into a different direction just in general with what they can salvage from the DCU. It is messy. Don't get it's me messy, wrong. Yeah. But I mean, the trailer. And messy filmmaking will only make that worse. Yeah, the trailer's a trailer, but we'll see what happens with it because mm -hmm. this was, as far as I, when I was looking into it, uh, I think Margot Robbie, she like really pushed for this movie, this Birds of Prey movie. The story? But, yeah, I don't know about the story, but as far as like the team up with kind of a mixture, I guess you could say like your Gotham City Siren. Well, not even your Gotham City Gotham Sirens, but your, your Birds of Prey yeah, and yeah. combine those together with basically just injecting Harley Quinn into it. I so. saw the, the trailer shows Ewan McGregor with the black mask on. Oh, and it kind of looks like the uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like you could have put a few more bucks into that oh <laughs> man we ran out of budget <laughs> yeah, we used all our budget on the outfits what do we got what that's we got what we storage? need we need a remake of the mask that'd be a little crazy it's so, been like yeah. off and on in the works many times and they made a crappy sequel there. yeah yeah, so, yeah, so Kennedy, yeah, yeah. yeah. that one that one apparently did really bad. Uh, speaking of dc and the messiness this was i i don't know if it's good or not and i don't watch the show so i don't know but the tv show flash had yeah. a crossover with Ezra Miller. He yeah, showed I was up. about to bring that Which up. Yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah. What do you think about so that? I, I actually watched, I didn't watch the whole thing because I don't watch the DC How long uh, was he in it for? TV shows, but he was only in it for a couple minutes, maybe less than two minutes. Speaking where, lines though? But yeah, speaking lines. Okay. So Ezra Miller's Barry Allen huh. met with the Costume TV show. from BVS or whatever? Costume from BVS, oh, yeah. Really? So, That's uh, interesting. Yeah. So Ezra Miller's Flash met, or Barry Allen basically met another Barry Allen from a different universe 
I don't know how they got there, what exactly happened. I just yeah, know it's Crisis on Infinite Earth. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I just watched a clip from it because That's I don't watch the TV on shows Infinite on Earth uh, or whatever. That, yeah. yeah. This, like, this is the CW. Yeah, this is the CW. The CW. Yeah. So, Crappy Flash. Wow. But they, they also, they also <laughs> brought back- I've seen some of those shows um, and to be fair, they're not bad. Okay. A couple episodes. I just haven't given them a chance. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't I really say anything negative about them. I didn't watch them in the beginning, so I never got invested. But I've one here, one there, and it's not terrible. Okay. Yeah, because- they, they even brought back like the other Supermen too as well. So they had Brandon Ralph, you had Smallville Superman also. I think you had a lot, you even had Dean Cain Superman too. Oh, did he show yeah. Wow, from cool. Lois and Clark? Yeah, I think they had Dean Cain. So <laughs> He's they, a weird cat, but I would like to see that. They brought in a lot of other Supermen, you know, coming into it with the Crisis on Infinite Earth. And of course, Ezra Miller makes a cameo with it. And it's fun. It's, it's fun to watch both the Flash kind of talk to each other. Yeah. And then once, and then of course, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash starts to disappear because whatever happened, you know, unhappened. And so he's starting to disappear and go uh, back, back to his to own universe. Rules. So I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So like I said, I only watched that clip, but it was, it was a pretty funny clip. Mm. Um, maybe one day I'll watch the TV shows, but probably not. not. There's just it. so much. <laughs> I got no time. There's so many that. of them. There's so yeah, much. much. There's I, black lightning. There's, I have heard that uh, arrow is really good. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it. I gave that I one a chance from the beginning. Really? I never went back to it, but I didn't like it. Oh, I think cause at the time when they were doing like the DC superhero shows just the cw and everything i was already kind of getting burnt out by i was burnt out by bvs i was already going to get burnt out by justice league so i was like i'm not going to get i'm gonna this. make you watch that yeah and i heard <laughs> you fire me first i heard supergirl was really good too i, I like that haven't heard um, too much about Melissa, uh how do you say her name? it is french i forget how you say her uh, last name. Print, but print she was in a couple other things oh she was on glee and i liked her on Glee. oh okay she's actually well cast the show is weirdly written. Okay. Um, so I well, watched that from CW, the beginning. Dog. Yeah, it's a well, CW, no, it was yeah. on a different network first. It was on a uh, Fox or something first. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. You got to fact check that. But it was on a different network for a minute. And then season two went to CW. And that's when it joined the rest of them. Oh. Um, but I thought the first couple episodes, the first episode was promising. And then after that, kind of went off the rails. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah, I, don't I had know. to step away. Every time I see them, it's like, ah, uh, it's TV's just not for me. TV is just a different animal. Yeah, and when you watch like we do, we watch a lot of HBO. Yeah, it's like really highbrow. Yeah, TV. exactly. It's hard we're... to go slumming at the networks. You know, we're, it's tough. We're, we're used to that luxury. We're yeah. fancy, so we got <laughs> we got some recommendations from HBO coming. Believe me. <laughs> so uh, another trailer that dropped too as well was the Black Widow. The second trailer came mm, out. We get right. we get a little bit more Taskmaster That's in there. That's your which girl from Midsummer. Did you know that? No, Who plays the sister. I still haven't seen Midsummer yet. Yeah. So that means for all the audience members out there, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some of it. Oh, you saw some of Midsummer? Oh, wow. I'm curious to watch. I'm just going to rent it. I don't want to watch. I'm taking that week off. Oh, <laughs> man. It'll be We're going to be doing it three I don't, weeks I didn't in even a row. get to yeah. the end, and I can I can already say it's like the worst movie to see with like a significant other in the history of mankind. That means watch Dude, it. If you're going to go see it, don't other. take your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever. <laughs> just see it by yourself because it's awful but what if i get scared <laughs> it's an awful <laughs> yeah, well, you're gonna get scared <laughs> uh, but yeah uh with that black widow trailer so we had of course a little bit more taskmaster i like seeing more taskmaster. Taskmaster. you know what yeah. we, nice, we had so. surmised that uh rachel weiss was somehow involved with that but the trailers kind of go the other way it doesn't seem yeah. like that's the case so why is taskmaster covered up like that and is it somebody we already know uh, is that a possibility i think it might be somebody who's already cast, but it's kind of stated as but a not somebody already in the is, MCU. But... No, yeah. no, no, yeah, not it's a, yeah. Or no, 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 it's no, not. No. So right. yeah, because Taskmaster is Hawk, I can't handle Taskmaster. No, you oh, can't. Taskmaster is really good. Yeah, so, really good. Yeah, so, right. so 
if you don't know Taskmaster, he can he can mimic your moves. So he has what's it called? Where uh, they call is it that something like the yeah. man character? No, no, it's, it's no. just like in Heroes when that one girl was able to see something for one one time oh, and, and she's oh, able like, to master uh, it. That's kind of like the X Men. It's like muscle memory or yeah, something yeah. like that. Kind of they, the what? Mystique? Mystique? No, 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 no. She, no. Mim- she mimics and knows. Well, she's no shapeshifter. She's a shapeshifter, but she trains. Like, oh, okay. no, yeah, in she, Heroes, uh, uh, this is all nonsense to me. You I mean, watch <laughs> Heroes, right? I watch Heroes. Okay. This is like third season Heroes, though, isn't is it? it? Is I definitely season? watch. It's that. Yeah, watch it's, it's that one girl. It. It's that w- yeah. one of the girls the has the ability. No, it's one of the girls has the ability that if she sees you do something, she can do. She immediately becomes an expert at that. Like It's kind of matrixy then. So uh, like I when guess. you download the yeah kind of like that I but guess she doesn't like it <laughs> just the, by watching that's the weirdest thing no no so all right so Taskmaster Taskmaster can like mimic I don't know if he he can he okay, memorizes so your moves example, he can mimic like your if, moves if Black Widow fights. All of her. Did moves you see the trailer? She did a backflip. Yeah, he did a backflip. It's just like maybe they were just trained by the same people. They were like, "There's a hundred black widows no, but it's, around." So she, he sees you shooting an arrow. You hit a bullseye. Okay, that's my my he, next question. Because this is confusing. Right but my next question is: Is it a guy or a girl? Do we know what's the comic? Why not it? both? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and do we ever find out the identity? It's supposed Gender to be anonymous. fluidity, all right? Yeah. Uh, we do usually find out the identity of Taskmaster, but usually he just goes as Taskmaster. Yeah. And okay. that whole kind of skeleton mask he wears—that's yeah. just what he normally wears. Okay. All right. So he's more assassin. I thought it was black more like market. a secret kind of thing. He was no, all covered not up really. Didn't want to tell you. Who I mean, were. it's the MCU, so maybe they might make him someone significant, but probably not. It's probably just a new character or a character that gets introduced. I did like the dynamic Taskmaster. of the family. So Rachel Weiss, I like the dynamic of the sister. And then the guy from David Harbour. Yeah, David yeah. Harbour Stranger Things. Uh, that was cool. That was kind of cool. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, and so. David Harbour is pretty cool in it too. He's the uh, Captain America of Russia, Russia kind. Yeah, 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 Captain yeah. Russia. I, it's it hot. It's Red Guardian. Yeah, Red <laughs> Guardian. Yeah, Red Guardian. Guardian. Yeah. It's just like yeah. you're fat. Yeah. He's like it's mainly water, water weight. weight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I like that>. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to see him fight a little bit. It looks pretty good. Yeah, he, do. he does look pretty cool. good. So I'm definitely excited for the Black Widow tra- or movie because it's something a lot of people have As am I. Let me ask you this question: Do we think it'll do better than Captain Marvel? Better I course. think so, yeah. Yes. Yes, I, I think, think even though it's not married to like endgame type stuff like Marvel kind of sold Captain I Marvel think as. it'll do I think it may not do as good as or may not Box do as well. Wise, yeah, compared to Captain wise. Marvel, but I think fans and critics are still gonna enjoy so. it. Yeah. I think fans are gonna Because this is overdue more. and I'm glad we're finally yeah, getting it. Yeah, it has a foundation already. Yeah. People know Black Widow and it's not a mystery like Captain Marvel. Now, do you think this movie they might take it as something to kind of maybe reintroduce Black Widow into the MCU somehow. Like sounds uh, as far as as far know. as grabbing her from like a different universe or anything like uh, that. I would hope. I mean, not. I would kind of you, you like, just want her dead and gone. Yeah, just man. don't bring I her back. I want consequences for action. All right, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So that's fair enough. And as far as like, well, even with the Soul Stone, because then you've got a different Gamora kind of walking around too, and a different Nebula. You know, it, it gets a little yeah, yeah no, two hot Nebulas. One of them. No wait, one of them died. One of them is crazy. One of them is super crazy. You have one Nebula. That's that's no, there's one. Nebula and one Gamora. Oh, you're right. Gamora yeah. also died. Yeah, yeah Gamora, Gamora also Damn died. So. Nah, in the it's... reality that I Damn live, it, one crazy <laughs> Nebula and one super crazy <laughs> Nebula. It's the reality we all want to live in. So, <laughs> All right. So as far as other movie news I got, uh, this one's on you, Nick, but Joker and the Oscars. So, oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get an Oscar so soon. It's, you want to talk about Game of Thrones 2022? House no, of I didn't Dragons? Hear, no, I didn't even House hear about that. House of Dragons announced. Really? Really? Announced. What? Yep. 
for all those fans that love the last season. Dog, I haven't even fan watched the last season. I know they canceled the other one they were going to get. I don't know what it is. Like we we talked about it before on the pod. Yeah, that was canceled. I think the one with Nicole Kidman got canceled. They got uh, no Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts mixed up. But yeah, maybe this has Nicole Kidman. We don't know. But it's called House of Dragons. So 2022 means it goes into production relatively soon, within the year. I'm not. I'm not rushing to see it. I'm still kind of burnt from that. I just knew you were kind of a big fan. So I was until you know. Yeah, until the end. Yeah, it's over. It's How about done. Westworld's coming March fifteenth? That was an that I'm interested I'm in. Very the second season Westworld. didn't hit as much for me as like compared to the first season, but I'm still I excited for the third one. Okay. Really? Yeah, I liked them both. I liked them both. They're, They're both, both super good, smart. but I think the first I like a little bit more. So and then just shouts because you know how much we both love it. Watchmen. Did not get a lot of Emmy love, but Critics' Choice Awards, Regina King and Gene Smart both got uh, Critics' Choice Awards. Okay. Which so. is awesome. At least it got some love, right? Regina King, yeah. amazing in the lead role. Gene Smart was Silk Spectre, who was amazing in that role, too. Mm. Two important roles, two great female parts on an HBO show. Love that thing. I still, I'm slept on it many times, right? Just let it go. Let that thing go. <laughs> One amazing season of television. We're done. So you, you teased the mic. it before. You, you mentioned it, and I want to bring it back. You said probably the best thing that you saw in 2019. Yeah, I still feel pretty good about it. Really? Wow. Uh, 1917's on, I mean, there's a few things on the list, but it, certainly television-wise, it's number one, and I tend to think it's the best thing I saw, period. Mm-hmm. I actually had two more fr- fan, uh, friends watch it recently. Mm-hmm. One of them plowed through it because he could not stop. Yeah. The other one was like, this is incredible. How come I didn't watch this live? And I was like, you should have. I was telling <laughs> you about it. Did, did you watch The Boys? I did not. The Boys okay. is very good. I did not. Okay, I'm, I'm Tyler, Tyler, right now. Okay, I this probably question should yeah. to you. Yeah. The Boys or Watchmen? Ooh, it depends. Come on, that can't be it close. Depends. Is The so, Boys that good? So Watchmen is very good, right? It's very good and it's very interesting. The Boys is very... It's just so different. The Boys is okay, funny. Okay, just different but, themes. But... As far I know, it's it very hard. The Watchmen does. Wrap <laughs> I gotta get on this. Well, if it's that but, good, I need to be watching this. But thing. the boys is interesting because mm-hmm. it really does take. Because it's not so much similar to like the comics, at least not yet. Because in the comics with the boys, that crew, they're able to take a certain compound V, which is what gives people like their superpowers, okay. and they're able to go toe to toe with sometimes oh, these superheroes. Okay. But in the show, they don't have the boys don't have that. So they're just regular people <laughs> going against heroes. gods. Yeah, yeah. And they're they do wrecked. a pretty decent job of going against, you know, these quote unquote gods, you know. Interesting. Um, I would say as far as like with the boys, I really liked Watchmen with the boy and there's been some there's been quite a lot of times since I watched the boys and Watchmen. I would say give the boys the first episode a watch. Give the first 20 minutes a watch. And okay. if you're not sucked right. in by then, then I would say Watchmen's a better kind of I'm gonna movie get to for it. you. So, but, I'm going to get to it. Yeah. But Watchmen was really good, but I think I'd have to give it maybe to the boys. Wow. So I think I would maybe yeah. have to give it to All the right. boys. All right. Well, I'm going to watch this thing. But, probably but to be honest, I would have to watch both of them again and then kind of make a final decision. So. <laughs> you, you mentioned it, and I thought it was a smart question when you were challenging me a little bit. I know I was gushing over it over again. Um, you said it's maybe not rewatchable. Yeah. That I, I don't know yet. Yes. Yeah. I'm not There's gotta be to watch breathing it again, room. But it's only yeah. been a little bit. So exactly. like you said, it may, there might be like six months go by and I'm like, I just want to plow through this again because it's yeah. incredible television. I like it because it's smart. It really hadn't been done before. And I think going in, I don't know how you felt, but my expectation was moderate to low probably and it blew that away mm, yeah. so i think that contributed to i it think too. as far as like the first couple episodes that first two i knew that you're gonna be you're gonna right be in for something really. some good quality the so. first half hour of the first episode you're in shock because oh they're doing this what yeah. in the f is happening here but then as you get used to it and as it carries on it gets smarter and smarter and smarter and doesn't have a lull really kind of like i felt like there was a lull in the mandalorian mm-hmm. that middle part of the mandalorian yeah. kind of lost a little steam there yeah it was fine by the end and i didn't hate it or anything i enjoyed it i i it think it wasn't a great 
total piece, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't a total narrative. Same okay. thing with the Mandalorian, all right. although I think fans are Worth really liking it. Worth watching for sure, producer Ryan. But... Uh, I would say as far as Mandalorian, like I think fans are definitely really liking it. And I can understand like really mixed, mixed reviews. I don't totally relate to I that. think mainly because it's a step in the right direction for Star Wars. And yeah. I think that's why fans that's really not, like it a little you know, bit extra. So. Even, even to be fair to the Watchmen too, what we were seeing comic wise, what we're seeing on film movie wise, a lot of like mediocre, mediocre Captain Marvel yeah. or Spider-Man movies help me uh, like appreciate the Watchmen even more. Right. So that's, you know, yeah, the completely different yeah. tone you take with that. it too. And whether that's so. fair or not, I don't know, but it's part of the deal. So speaking of Star Wars, uh, <laughs> so uh, Star Wars Nine, Colin Trevorrow's story, it was revealed. So at least yeah, part. So I'm just gonna, thing. I'm gonna read the bullet points to you guys. Groundbreaking, go ahead. Because okay. I know you haven't read it, Ryan. So uh, the title of the, of it was gonna be, uh, of course, Star Wars: Duel of the Fates. Which okay. one of the best pieces right. of Star Wars music ever written, by the way? That's the one where the Emperor fights essentially in Attack of the Clones. It's uh, first played, definitely played in Rise. Uh, the uh, return of the not return, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I think that's when it first shows up. When he fights Yoda, or when he, I think when Yoda fights. Or I, don't or, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's, I, I think it's Revenge of the Sith is when it shows I don't up. Know. So, so we're gonna. It was gonna be called uh, Duel of Fates. It was gonna lack Leia as part from the main no story. Leia. So it was gonna be. It was gonna be bare minimum because oh, it right? was gonna be taking oh, a completely new direction. Somehow, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Right, and so it was gonna be bare minimum Leia. Um, and Rose. then Rose got a headline uh, subplot along with Finn where which, they were going to travel. Which is a weird subplot, right? So now I, one of the complaints, and I, this is the thing that I wanted to like this, but this idea that you're going to pair them off again and separate yeah. them is kind of the intent. Hold on, let me finish it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, so uh, Rose got a headline subplot alongside Finn where they both traveled to Coruscant and to activate that a beacon at the old Jedi temple so they can, so basically they can rally the people to the resistance yeah. cause. Uh, Finn right. eventually ends up leading an army of reformed stormtroopers who defected from the First Order in a battle for Coruscant. Palpatine is not actually in the Duel of Fates. Kylo Ren that. is the main villain. Like uh, real, uh, not real, <laughs> Ray still felt it was possible for Ben Solo to come back to the light. And then during the pair's uh, climactic showdown, Luke, Obi-Wan, and Yoda Force Ghost assisted Rey and tried to redeem Ben, but were unsuccessful. And then another interesting aspect (laughs) of Rey's Duel of Fates story revealed. uh, So basically, Kylo Ren had killed Rey's parents and that Rey is not Palpatine's granddaughter. And then the third act would wrap up all on Coruscant. And basically, that's how it would end up. They would all wrap up. Let me say this. We... The the idea that it ends and wraps at Coruscant, a place we already know and understand, got destroyed like... in Force Awakens. By the way, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's a problem, right? A, that's logic break. But B, it's a planet we know, and I think that Rise of Skywalker, right. when it's bouncing around these planets we don't care about, that was a problem. So yeah. at least that part, I at like. least some of it, I like. Kind in, of a mixed in Force bag. Awakens, it's hinted that Coruscant is destroyed. Yeah, it's not flat it, out right? said, yeah. but they show the planets are being destroyed, and yeah. one of them looks exactly like Coruscant, <laughs> and so. <laughs> so, but as far as that script too, it's just it still sounds messy. Fan service like, still too. Yeah, well, it, sounds, yeah. it sounds fan more fan service and I, I, don't know I, about I will more, say but... <laughs> no, more than what was given uh in more than uh, Rise of Skywalker. In Rise of Skywalker. That's pretty fan service. Yeah, it was pretty fan service, <laughs> but it was Okay. So, but what I will say is the the thing that I liked the most in Rise of Skywalker make him watch Return of the was Jedi. the turn <laughs> of Kylo Ren. Yeah, no, it, that is good. That was yeah, the best part of the sure. trilogy. Yeah, and well, then, uh, <laughs> of that trilogy, you don't think that's the best part? Nah, it's I one of the strongest so. parts, I would say. Because so, I mean, as he, far as with his storyline, that was a like clear through line. Yeah, from he had a full arc. Of, yeah, yeah, he, he had, had a full arc from yeah. all of those movies. 
What what would be a better storyline in that trilogy? I say you scrap it all and you start from scratch. <laughs> That's probably yeah, what I you think, have to do. But yeah. the Ray story arc, I'll still ride for that it's, one. It's I think Ray goes complete arc. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. not bad. A mystery box character, but she ends up getting to where we wanted to get to. Yeah, and that's not bad. But what I, I like to have him be the ultimate baddie. That it takes away that whole impact. And, and I thought that does, was yeah. consider this. He turns. He gets blown off a ledge. Comes back only to revive and use his last breath. Like, it was goofy. It just felt goofy to me. It wasn't a good narrative for him. Yeah, to come well, the, the, okay, the bullet the points of it probably sound the execution, good. The overall narrative execution is poor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll give you that. The execution... Yeah, that, that, that a little bit servicey or <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that was, but but the execution on that. So Certainly we're 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 all we're only talking about the ideas. Like these yeah. are just ideas, and in your mind you might be executing it See, differently. I always felt, and and I know you punish me for nostalgia, but the idea that he kills Han Solo, right? It's unforgivable. So I don't ever really want him to turn back. I don't. Maybe he can turn back for a second, sort of like he does. But I, I never thought he was redeemable in a way where he should be a Jedi walking. But I mean, like, but Ryan that's should always the, That's kind of the theme of Star Wars, though, because you have Darth Vader who killed I don't know a ton of young. But he dies and... when he turns. Once he turns <laughs> good, he's Nick, also dead. Ryan know? Johnson set it up that Kylo Ren because he didn't want to kill Leia. He set it up that he could be turned. Like yeah. that was set up by Ryan. Johnson. I think... That was after he killed Han Solo <laughs> yeah, by J.J. <laughs> Abrams. I mean, again, we're back to this messy like who's on first and who the fuck's running. I, calling I'm, the shots I'm here. just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like Ryan Johnson mucked it up, and then J.J. Abrams had to do me, what he could okay. to. to, to <laughs> I agree. Your no, these are all valid points, and I actually respect your opinion of that movie quite a bit. And and I'm gonna eventually watch it again and try to maybe see. But if he I can did continue it. that that plot but, line. Okay, yeah. but here's the thing. This points out a very important part about what's messy about Disney and Star Wars. Abrams writes the first one, along with a bunch of different people, including maybe hints from Kazan and stuff. Ryan Johnson solely writes the second one, and now Colin Trevorrow's <laughs> third. There, why are we everybody? Why is everybody like all these different people writing these movies? Yeah. Have an effing story. Have at least one person in the room for all three of them, so it's cogent. It makes Kevin logic Foggy. sense. Yeah. <laughs> As a narrative, yeah. What is up with that? It's, that thing is messy. Yeah. And take your time to get it right. No, like, exactly. And I think it's just messy is the key word of that trilogy. It's, it's the and even just hearing from this too as well. It doesn't sound as much. It doesn't sound any better than what we got in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. You you know, yeah, from Colin Trevorrow, yeah, yeah. the guy it's who fine. did Jurassic World, which was also <laughs> yeah, just fine, a garbage too. Movie. Yeah, exactly. It was a garbage yeah. boy, <laughs> you know, yeah. all-star I don't film. know if it was garbage boy material, but yeah. you know, it's not It's not as good as everybody thought it was. I might rather watch Ricky O than so. that shitty Jurassic Park movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the difference between garbage and garbage boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just from hearing this right here, like it doesn't sound any better. It doesn't yeah. sound any worse. It still just sounds just as messy as what I thought from Rise of Skywalker, which is why you know we can all agree that they really maybe should to, have had a plan all the way through. Have the, a game plan. <laughs> yeah, to this end, like, it's surprising to me to a certain extent because going into Rise of Skywalker with some of the decent trailers, I would have thought it was easily going to pass the Last Jedi's bulk yeah. box office mark. Actually, this week, tracking-wise, we'll talk about it when we get to uh, 1917. It looks like Bad Boys is going to do okay, something in the 30-40 uh -huh. range. Um, and then you're going to see 1917 come in second. It's tracking very well. It's got good scores. But then Jumanji jumps ahead of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker yeah. <laughs> and is playing on more screens. So it's losing track as it built. That means mm -hmm. the word of mouth, the people that want to see it second, third, fourth times are not really there. And yeah, it broke a billion dollars at the box office. So it's not a financial bomb or nothing, but it's not going to probably get to The Last Jedi, which was considered a relative disappointment given Force Awakens yeah. was like a $2 billion movie. So... You know, it is what it is. I think I say, fans uh, are starting to get tired of the whole thing. Yeah, I say if you're going to give Star Wars to anybody, maybe who directed up in the air again? 
Uh, Jason Wright. Jason Wright. Let's wait for Ghostbusters, I, yeah. but I could see that. I like the idea of, you know, like what you said, how he has the punchline and then yeah. work, backwards. work backwards. That might be a good idea Kylo's to have. Kylo's turn so. is the punchline and then work backwards from that, but mm. they, they just never really- Killing the younglings is the punchline. That's so a, just, yeah. <laughs> they need it. You know I, what? That's what this uh, this movie missed. Yeah, you gotta, you're not enough kids I, I want to get a couple minutes on the Oscars, but is it just my nostalgia that makes me want more Force Ghosts? Is that why I was yeah. disappointed? Yeah. Uh, Nobody yeah, else think... wanted more Force Ghosts? I don't want more Force Ghosts. You didn't want really. to see Anakin? It's over. I want to see Obi-Wan. The Jedi. It's time for the Jedi to die. Yeah, Jedi are dead. Sith is dead. All right, so let's talk about the Oscars just real briefly. I know we can't spend a ton of time on it. Oh, yeah, man. But to all those haters that spent so much time yelling at us on Twitter or commenting on my blog, realwatchability.com. Those are all me. Joker gets 11 nominations. Are we okay with that? That seems like a lot. That's a little... That's, <laughs> that's a little lot. So. 1917 gets 10. What are the categories? Once oh, Upon a Time in Hollywood gets 10. And so, Joker gets 11? What are the categories? Okay, I'm going to tell you the ones it really doesn't deserve, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Todd Phillips for Best Director. So he gets a nomination for Best Director for stealing from Martin Scorsese and David Fincher. We're okay with that? That's what you do. You just steal. <laughs> that's it. You just... Cliff notes. He gets the Cliff Notes, the Fincher Cliff Notes, and says, all right, let's do this. The score says he cliff notes. Let's do this. You didn't right, even I'm watch not, the movie. Okay he just. Yeah, have you seen that? This. Have you seen that meme here? It's like I'll let you copy, but just make it. So oh yeah, you... make it. Just change it up a little. <laughs> just change bit. it up a little. <laughs> so it's different. Okay. Like, yeah. Cinematography. I'm actually okay with that one. Okay. Some of the cinematography in that movie uh, yeah, is pretty yeah. decent. What about? Okay. Now wait. Adapted. Adapted screenplay. Come on. Oh no. That I don't fucking know about screenplay. That. Come on. Yeah. It, Again, it's borrowed from like animated DC movies and a few yeah. comics and it's patched together. It's just messy. It doesn't even have to be Joker. Like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be anything. It could have so. put, put Jeff. 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 I'm okay <laughs> I with like Joaquin that. Phoenix <laughs> as, you know, best actor Joaquin Phoenix. Probably Keith, that's fine. a little better. I was a little Keith. mad that, oh, man, yeah. that I was a little mad Christian Bale you. and Matt Damon didn't get a nod, but that's all right. And I would say uh, Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems, even though that's an incomplete movie, I'm okay. It doesn't get a lot of noms here. Yeah. But you got to nominate Adam Sandler. Yeah. DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time. No, you would put Adam Sandler in there. Don't embarrass the world. You know what I mean? Oscars are goofy. They're getting goofier each year, but come on. So I know a lot of people like Once Upon a Time. Uh, I like 10 nominations, and I'm okay with it. We talked about it. It's a movie that you know Hollywood will like. So people who vote on Oscars are Hollywood people. Yeah. Makes sense. The okay. second time I watched it, I almost fell asleep in the middle. Is that oh, right? I haven't middle, watched it a second time. The middle is a lot longer. Me than and Tyler I did a pod, and, and we so, neither one of us was super in love with it. Yeah. So that second moments, time rewatching got some it, cool moments. Yeah, but, it, it does. It's got yeah. some really good moments. I think it's worth at least one watch. But that middle like stretch, it's long. I almost fell asleep. Interesting. They go up to like, the, I was go up to the canyons, and Brad Pitt's and at so, the farm for a while, and it's a bit much. Oh, but man. I will say, uh, shouts for us. We both, all three of us like Ford vs. Ferrari quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Best Picture nom, a couple other nominations, well-deserved editing, which I thought was important. Sound mixing was important. So shouts to Ford vs. Ferrari. Still my number one movie so far. All right. So today we're going to be doing 1917. So movie that just, well, it came out in 2019, but it just Christmas got a Day. wide re- it Christmas got a Day. wide release. Yeah. Limited. Just last and week, And then a right? little slow burn. Wide release was January 10th. Okay. So, so technically still yeah. part of that 2019 group and it's, just yeah, that's why it's nominated for Oscars because they okay. had that limited opening. So. Okay. They probably just did that just to a get lot the of movies Oscars. Do that. Probably. Yeah. There wasn't that many <laughs> this year, but this was a big one. Okay. So what's I your hot say, take wait, on this, right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's heavy. It's heavy. It's, it's heavy. heavy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I told producer Ryan. Retired. I said, "Don't you dare go to the fire stick for this. You bring yourself to the effing movie theater and you get to the Dolby screen and you sit there and you suffer like the rest of us." And I lied to Nick. I lied. Oh, I watched it at home. Did you? No. I didn't. Oh, okay. I, I went say, to the theaters. Good for you. He's I'm lying. You. Yeah. I don't totally believe him, but you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I will say there was. We talked about a little bit the Golden Globes and 1917 won for best drama. 
And while uh, Sam Mendes was on the stage, he said, I'm glad we won now because my movie goes wide this week. And now people will say, I got to see that movie. I actually think that's the one rare time the Globes kind of helped a movie get to a pretty big yeah. opening, mm. which we'll talk about. Yeah, in yeah. And I want to say that's kind of why, like, I even kind of picked this movie, too, because I've heard you, nothing. I've heard, eye, yeah, right? I've like, heard, oh, drama. I've heard buzz it. about it. And of course, it did win the Golden Globes. I, which I don't really care too much about the Golden Globes, but I've heard some very positive <laughs> things about this movie. And the whole one shot take, too, as well, is very interesting, although you do kind of yeah, forget yeah. about it when you're watching it. No, you, I didn't. You didn't I really? Did. I, I, got, did. I got no. sucked in. So. I got distracted. I, I, oh, really? I was, yeah, we'll I talk like, about I it. I like the story. Right. We'll talk about it, certainly. But I was watching it as for the technical stuff as much as the story, which I rarely do for a movie. But I paid attention to like how it goes fades to black and how they got away with some stuff. So, so how's it doing as far as number-wise? Is it tracking to I'm somewhat surprised by this. So I'm surprised by the budget. You want to guess the budget? Normally, I ask you about the critics. Um, guess the budget on this one. Probably $200 million. Wow, okay. Really? What do you uh, think, producer Ryan? That the hundred million? I don't know. There's a lot of sets. <laughs> yeah, there's a closer. lot of set pieces. There are a but... lot of set pieces. And after the movie was over, I'm trying to think. I, I was gonna guess like sixty million. It's uh -huh. a ninety million dollar budget. Wow, which oh, isn't really? that much when you're considering the scope. World War One yeah, movie. Yeah. There's not too yeah. many good ones of those. And considering like, um, I think Bad Boys is ninety million. And what's the other movie coming out this week with Bad Boys? Bad, bad Boys, boys is for the life. Oh no, yeah, crappy <laughs> Doctor Doolittle movie. With oh, you know what the budget of that movie is one seventy five. Oh wow. Oh, so because all the CG. This movie CG costs animals. half of what yeah. Doolittle costs. So just keep that in mind. Wow. I will say the opening of it, uh, it had the slow burn with the limited release. So those, you know, was getting per screen average pretty high. But the actually opening last week was around thirty six, thirty seven million domestically it's mm. got a total now 51 domestically 25 overseas around 75 80 million uh so it's definitely going to make money it's got to get to like 150 to 180 to break even uh -huh. it's definitely doing that because all the scores are good across the yeah. board and people are all giving it great ratings as they come out of the theater the critic score on it anybody want to take a shot um, I didn't look it up, so I'm probably going to say they gave us a good 90 something percent. So 90 even. Oh, oh really? 90 even? This, wow. this, this time I'll let you guess. The important one is the audience. Ooh, audience. Uh, I could see them liking this like in the 80 percent. So. Really? Say I, I'd Ryan? say like 92. 89. 80, oh, 90, man. 89. 90. And we poo-poo Rotten Tomatoes all the yeah. time, just like we poo-poo Sometimes Oscars they get it right. And, yeah. And my yeah. blog, I'm sure. But the reality is when they're close together like that, it's more indicative of what's actually happening. Right. Everybody seems to be pretty solid with this film. Uh -huh. Yeah. So those yeah. are good scores across the board. Those are the numbers. All right. So we're just going to take a quick second to hear from our sponsors. So, of course, we'll always kind of go from non-spoilers into spoilers, but still always spoiler warning throughout. So sometimes things leak. Um, I think this movie is definitely worth at least watching in theaters, oh, too, yes, as well. Definitely. If you're as going as... to see this movie, yeah. fork up the money, get the Dolby <laughs> screen and sit your ass down. I paid six fifty to watch this because apparently like, <laughs> I, would, I saw I it on would... a Tuesday and that's kind of the, deal, the day you get deals on movies. If, so. I, <laughs> I, if you put the fire stick on, I'm coming to your house and taking it. I'm going <laughs> to take it out of your TV. What right I out wanna, of the HDMI port. I want to watch <laughs> this movie in 4DX. The, yeah, okay. <laughs> the one with the, it shoots water at shoots you. Water. I get shot with real bullets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the seats move. That's what I want to watch this in. <laughs> Normally, I don't. Like, maybe Ford vs. Ferrari. There's a couple movies this year. But I don't clam. Like, Rise of Skywalker, you probably got to see in the theater. But I don't clamor for that on most things. And this, I would have thought, even though it's got the cinematography of Roger, uh, Roger Deakins, which I love, Shawshank Redemption mm -hmm. guy. It's. I don't know that I would have thought that until after I saw it. After I saw it, everybody that asked me about it, I said, go to the theater. Don't do yourself a disservice. Yeah. You got to go to yeah, the theater. Yeah, definitely. I it's think not it just the that. visual, but the sound is really yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, so. I and agree. 
even just kind of from this, the story, at least with me, with the story aspect of it, I felt as far as from like the opening, you know, you, I was personally injected right into the story where you know exactly yes, what's yes. happening. It's a quick start. It's personal. You know, yeah, no, yeah, it's exactly. a very quick start. It's, it is. And so where it's he's actually like, not a super long movie. I mean, it's pretty yeah, clean. Yeah, like two long? hours. Oh, yeah, like two, two hours. Two hours. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't 2.45 or 2.15. No, no, I, I, so. That's what I was Saving hoping Private it was. Ryan's pushing <laughs> yeah. me, so. But when I saw it was two hours, I was like, okay, I can I'll do bend, this. I'll bend it. So, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it toward the end, but me and producer, producer Ryan off pod talked about how the ending is so clean, such a clean yeah. ending. Yeah, which very. You don't I do. War movie. I do like the ending, and so and I want to say that's like my favorite parts as far as with this movie. You're injected right into the story. You know, you believe the world you're put into, and it is. You know, it's a world. It's a war story. It's you a know? war story. It's, a war it's story not story based on a true story. Yeah. It's based on fragments of memories from Sam Mendes's grandfather yeah. who fought in World interesting. War One. Interesting. Interesting. It's co-written by Mendes. No. Yeah, and Christy Wilson Carnes, I think mm -hmm. they pounded out the script, and it's not, it's more visual than it is written. I would say. Why don't? But still, yeah. the script is clean. It's, but the story like this, though, it's gotta be. Gotta be. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be. Why don't? So why much. don't? Before we go into like the story, so that we can kind of smooth out spoilers, why don't we just talk about like the the, the technical aspect? Yeah, of the it technical all. aspect. Yeah. The visuals, Which, the cinematography. Let's talk about that because it has a very uh, interesting cinematography to it. So for me, Roger Deakins, I love this guy. Maybe the greatest cinematographer of all time. Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 is the only time he won an Oscar, which is crazy. And I love the way that movie looks even more than I like what's in that movie. Um, he's worked with Mendez many times, Jarhead, Skyfall, uh, Revolutionary Road. He's got like 80, 90 movies on his wow. resume, and he's generally considered the best cinematographer. I'm not so sure about that. Emmanuel Lubeski, uh, I think is the guy's name. Rachel Morrison did a bunch of movies I really like. And there's a few people that the guy who worked with Woody Allen for a long time and the people who work with Scorsese over and over again. Some of those guys are good. Sometimes cinematography isn't crazy important to a film. In this one, it's the feel, film. Yeah, it's, I feel it's like, like it's 85%. super important. <laughs> it doesn't belittle all the other stuff that's going on, but the way it's shot and and the scene choices and the way they frame those shots, so vital. Yeah, because yeah, I would say, as far as like the, the story, without getting too far into it, you could summarize this whole story probably in two sentences. Yeah, you know, shot, and everyone yeah, get it. Movie. Yeah. But definitely with those visuals, it's Is that does... a selling point, I wondered? With the that with the it's a single line. like a single shot long shot yeah um, one movie? I think I that think is so. a lot yeah, of people like so. ask me about it with that in the sentence yeah so I mean to be honest when it came to that single shot I, of course I knew that's how it was but watching the movie I kind of got well I didn't get lost in it but I got lost in the story I was you know I was just along for the yeah, ride you were immersed you know, in it. I was I was getting ready to take notes and completely forgot to take notes because I was immersed in it yeah, and yeah. so. And I would say as far as with that one shot, yes, I think it's a good selling point for it, but I kind of forget that it's even okay, so you know, to, there to at least end, for certain scenes. I think it's fair for me to ask, are there moments of this movie, like there are moments in Shawshank Redemption that I will always remember the way it's shot um, and the way it was framed and the lighting and how it yeah, looks. Yeah, how are Tim there... Robbins was sitting in that chair and yeah, how he creepy just looks I knew he was going to bring that up. <laughs> I was going to get to that joke. <laughs> good job by you getting ahead of it. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, are there moments in this movie that will stand yes. the test of time with you? Yes. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, okay. I think there's some good moments I'm not, just I'm not in general. I'm not entirely sure so how dare you <laughs> I really really like it oh man uh when he's in the uh when he's inside in the thing of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the uh, non-spoiler thing when, he, when he's inside the truck all right and then everyone has to get out because it uh i would it went off the road on the mud yeah, yeah should we just go into spoilers real quick just kind of i don't know no we off, can stay with the technical I, i've got remind now. me later because i've got one scene that i think will kind of yeah i mean that, okay. will, that will that will kind of stand at least i think the and, test and of I, time and so. i think like it's the question for me and as much as I love Deacons and I think he's going to win for this based on all the other films I saw um, is, the, is the question of the moments that I care about are they the character moments the written moments versus the cinematography and the way it's shot 
And I almost think by the end of it, I was more in tune with the storyline than I was the way the movie went, the yeah. way it was shot. So, and I don't know if that's a testament to how balanced I, it was or, well, or what, I need to see One it thing that I want to say in terms of how it was shot, the things that were so impactful were when they got the shots of the faces. Yes. Because, but you, that's more indicative of the characters and the story, I would think. No, even but, though it's all but important. But that, that, that lead up to it, because yeah. you have to get you that shot. Right. You have to get that shot mm. of the face and you're at their back. And that turning, like the moments that it did happen, there were during impactful, heavy moments. And that small time in between from you getting the shot of the back, them sitting down or whatever, or they're um, getting ready for that shot, for it to come around and then just zoom in onto the face. It just felt really like smooth. It felt yeah. really good. Okay. So I, did you see Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. How about you, producer Ryan? No, I have not. Never got around to that one. So let me ask you this without spoiling anything. It's such a POV, small group of people movie, couple people really that you're following along. Some people show up for cameos and then it's it's on its way. But you're really following one person for the most part. Does that make it more personal? Does that make you more connected to the way they flow through those two hours? The one day that they're I... trying to go through? I would say what makes it more connected to that one specific person that we follow is what that person has to get through to get from point A to point B. Yeah. I think so his inner I conflict think, is like when I'm most touched. Really? I think I, so. I think I would have to watch the second time to kind of see for in, any inner conflict. I think okay. there's a little bit that you see in one specific scene earlier. Yeah, they verbalize yeah. it a little bit. But. Um, but kind of going back to your saying, I would have to give it to the balance as far as like the visuals, the audio, and even the storytelling too, even though I think the storytelling is great, but it's definitely more visual than anything else that it really helps suck you into it. And I don't know, I was going to ask you guys, did you think your main characters could die at any time when you're watching this? Yeah. Like, did you I feel did. that safety guard? Because I felt that safety yeah. guard was yeah. down. I, and although I, was I knew... wondering uh, whether he fails or if he succeeds. Yeah. yeah. Don't know, and this but... is important because I think it gets into the spoiler part. It was nominated for original screenplay. And I'm struggling with the idea that, like, is it the story versus how it's shot? I, I, the choices Sam Mendes makes with this story are so intimate. In mm -hmm. terms of like, you think you care about this and then it's, it's almost, it's not really a twist, but it's just the way it moves along. And it's very honest uh, with like the troubles of war and how the yeah. realities of war. Can I, can so. I mention this? Oh, okay. This kind of, I think I have my, my ideas in, well in order. So he's the, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie is pretty quick. It starts really quickly I agree and, with that and, and it goes by fast mm -hmm. from point You're to point. You're not looking at point. your watch for this. And I think, I think the, the, the way it's shot forces it to kind of take it easy on certain things like when There's a few technical moments there where it pauses most of them feel organic but there was a couple that i could quibble with okay well but that's what i liked about it everything was going very quickly and then there are moments where you have to let the camera get into angle for you to understand what the shot is right and i really enjoyed that the second thing is the way that it's shot because it's in this fluid uh one, long shot one long yeah, shot they're basically all it's it's a it, group of long shots pieced together yeah. it's not one shot the whole movie obviously yeah and it makes you feel like you are there, there that yeah. you are part of this and that's kind of what brought the magic out for me definitely the story is great but to say that this is just a gimmick or just a selling point kind of does it a disservice i feel like it's really married to what makes this movie so, so great. i said i don't know when on this pod very early on that how much i like wonder woman right and Wonder Woman, one of the reasons I liked it so much, performances are good. It's a very decent DC movie, which I give it credit for. But there really haven't been a lot of good World War I movies. And I was like, you know what you get out of Wonder Woman? A pretty solid World War I movie, yeah. which is kind of cool, right? 
we hadn't seen a lot of that. So credit to Mendes for bringing it to the screen. I think um, All Quiet on the Western Front. I saw that a long time ago. It's a 1930-something movie. It's mm-hmm. old. Um, other than that, documentaries. I haven't seen a lot of World War One. Everybody movies. liked World War Two. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody focuses on World War Two, and it's probably easy to tell those stories. This is a more complicated story, and it's weird that it's doing so well in America. It's really British centric. It's the British Army. It's British centric. Yeah. It's no man's land. It's the Germans retreating past the Hindenburg Line. You know, historically speaking. Yeah. So it's not like an American centric World War One movie, even. But it's fascinating how it sucks you in and you don't want to take your eyes off of it. I yeah, told producer yeah, Ryan, agree. go to the bathroom because you're not going to want to get up. Yeah. I made that mistake. So I didn't go to the bathroom. I, st- I, I held it. So <laughs> but okay, I was let me, shaking let me, the whole gonna, time. <laughs> I want to give you one list before we go into spoilers. Cause I know you're dying to get there. Sam Mendez. He's not in my top 10, but he's very close. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a list and you tell me if this is his best movie, American beauty road to perdition, jarhead, Revolutionary Road, and then the two James Bonds, Skyfall, Spectre, and now this. Is this his best movie? I'd probably say this is his best movie. Mm-hmm. Producer so, out of that group. Just because I've only like seen, Skyfall. I've seen the James Bonds, but yeah. it's not a American Casino Beauty. Royale. I mean, I've seen American pretty, Beauty. Yeah, American we know the good, Kevin Spacey but... stuff, but it's a pretty great movie. <laughs> Classic yeah, Kevin it is a good Spacey. movie. He won Best Director for American Beauty. So he's got one Oscar already. Okay. I think yeah, this might be his one. best. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. This is his best. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just want to get your, your vibe on I it. I mean, I haven't seen American Beauty in a while, but I would probably Me say neither. this is his best. As far I as love from... the screenplay for American Beauty. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better written screenplays ever. Okay. So. Yeah, maybe later this year we'll do that. We might yeah, do man. that. Yeah, American <laughs> Beauty. Next week, American Beauty. You got to be in the right mood for Kevin Spacey because he blew it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So we're going to get into spoilers. So, yes. um. It does a good job, like from what I said before, as far as like thinking those characters could die any time, and yeah, as far as giving yeah. them like you feel the tension in the movie when they're when they are traveling. And so, what the story is, because we haven't really said it so far. If you haven't seen this movie, definitely go watch it before Gotta we spoil everything. This, this is on the list. This, this is the story of basically two soldiers who are young, probably twenties, Bro- yeah, like Lance Corporal Schofield. Yeah, so basically where they have to send a message from the general where they have orders to deliver to general another general Colin Firth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Colin. Yeah. Pretty cool. To, and they got to send a letter to Benedict Cumbersnatch. General and so <laughs> cucumber, cucumber, Benedict. There's, a, there's quite a few cameras. Mark Strong's in there somewhere. Mark Strong's in there too yeah, as well. Cool. So, so basically they have to deliver these orders to stop this attack. That's going to happen. Or else. Let me first yeah, ask you about ambush. that plan. Is that a smart plan by the general? You're going to send two guys across enemy lines, basically across no man's land, even though you have Intel, that says they should be okay. That seems like you should be doubling up or tripling up on that. You travel quicker. A few different groups. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there was other groups, but we didn't follow them. That's possible. Well, yeah, yeah, you travel quicker and you also are less of a target. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, let me ask you this. Do you I did like was... that quote that he used, heaven to hell. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what it is, but I, remember, I, I like yeah, it, it too. Or, do we think that it they was, ask him that. Do you think that it was important that he's related to one of the people in the battalion? I they think that's motivation. They had yeah. to, yeah. I think I was curious about that. As far as like from a, like the standpoint from what they're thinking, you know, this person wants to get there. He's, they're not he's just going to take their time. Yeah, he's personally motivated to get there. That's something that I wanted to bring up to you guys. I do feel that back in the day, and I don't know how it is now, but I felt like like family connection was a deeper thing back in the day that more yeah. people were uh, willing to lose. <laughs> going to get into this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did like that. It's probably true. Yeah, the family I, unit. You got to fight for that family unit. Today's day and age. 
but <laughs> but that's what they um that's what motivated him and that's why he continued to push forward the other one it was just his friend and stuff like that yeah and then even at the end of that he was doing it because of his connection with his friend i i really did like the connections and the relationships in here mm-hmm. because that motivated them to continue on because definitely they could have just given up i could see a bunch of people nowadays they're like oh that's my brother ah then they're dead it sounds like he's dead (laughs) why are you telling me soulless millennials (laughs) little fuckers no i will say having orders to save your brother i think i'll be fine spending some time in the military there is this vibe in this movie that a lot of military movies don't always get right this idea that like why do these guys do what they do they do it because that's the job man you keep going if you want to go home you know how you go home you win the war that's how you get to go home yeah, so yeah. that's your job and, and that's I what get you, that and you just and keep on going that's keep a crazy thing about the end of this movie mm-hmm. and we'll get into it that's similar to Ford vs Ferrari you almost feel winded at the end because it's like a journey and you just want to take a breath and the ending is that exhale mm-hmm. which is really beautifully done it's really well done oh yeah and I definitely like how you know they're traveling together and of course you know one is obviously more experienced than the other one. I think it's Show Showfield. Or, yeah, 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 so yeah. Showfield, Showfield, however you say British last name. Yeah, the so. Brit- <laughs> British or not. So the tall one. Yeah, yeah. the taller the one. Tall exactly. So George McKay is his name. The actor. Yeah, George McKay. And he did a great job. And no, by the they way, both did. I think. Did you? So. They both did a good job. Yeah, you're right. Dean Charles Chapman's the other guy, uh, Corporal Blake. Yeah. Did you know which one was the main guy? I didn't really know going in. Yeah, um, I didn't know either. I didn't know which one was. I thought the other guy was going to survive. Me too. Yeah, somewhat surprising. Same here. I I definitely thought. That this is going to be more of a story of Lance Corporal Blake, especially when yes, they're in the when they're in the underground the tunnel too. In the beginning, yeah, Blake yeah. saves Schofield or Schofield and then moves on down the line. Exactly. And then you think, well, that's crazy. Oh, He's going to keep going. That and is. It's pretty early yeah. on. Yeah. First third of the movie, down goes Blake. So yeah, that man, I would say the scene before that is that is a shock when they're in the tunnels and the rat drops and it yes. hits the tripwire. Yeah. That oh, definitely man. took me by surprise. That is one of the ones and where so, in the movie theater with the sound very loud and if you're in the chairs that move and stuff, it's so important. Yeah, because agreed. they acknowledge it, you see it, and you think they're out of the woods, and then boom, it just happens. It's amazing. Dude. It's very I like well done. It, it's the thing too that you don't have reaction to stop the rat. It's just everything's happening so quick, yeah. and you just hear someone say no, and then and of course it blows up because you it don't just, have time to do anything else but scream. It's <laughs> super tense in that moment. Yeah. I remember feeling my all my muscles Me tense too. up. Yeah, but with that seeing that whole scene just seeing the relationship like their trust that they have into it's yeah. it's beautiful that's, it's, yeah. that's it's, the scene it that grows their relationship yeah. immensely and and in, a, in a matter of like a minute and i think it's more than just a military mindset that's the moment it's where humanity you, yeah yeah that's the moment where you see that they are actual friends uh they had their little quibbles they uh, like right afterwards they have their they talk yeah about why did it. you bring me to this exactly and, and then from there after he dies he realizes that I'm fighting for my friend, for yeah, his brother. He saved his life. Yeah, and, and it's more than it's just it's those that relationship. Yeah, it's there's more than there's just a that lot mindset. in those there's a lot in those moments to unpack, and I think it's worth spending just a couple minutes on it. When he saves Schofield or Schofield pulls him out of there and he can't see, I'm thinking this guy ain't gonna make it. Yeah, that's the one that's not yeah. gonna make it. He's definitely not gonna finish the journey like that, and he ends up kind of rebounding, which makes when Blake dies even more impactful yeah yeah and the way he dies is very honest trying to help am i yeah, dying an enemy uh, yeah. yeah yeah i think you that, are that yep. oh man that was painful. so heartbreaking yep. that was, was so painful. heartbreaking it reminded me very much of the same prior ryan scene not to keep bringing that movie up where it's the slow knife into the chest you remember that scene? yes i remember it's that very scene painful that's to very watch, tense and this is yeah. right on par with that very yeah. well done but it might even be better when blake dies again a, a nod to the cinematography the the camera is on uh on Schofield or 
know, whatever. Yeah. Cause, and then cause it takes, it's almost shifting. You thought this was the main character. I'm moving the camera. Yeah. And we're in a shifting gears yeah. now. Yeah. But it, it's, it's so brilliantly it's done on by him. Deacons. It's on him. And then all you hear are the screams. And then it takes a second for the camera to spin around and see what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Again, making you feel like you're there the and you're whipping your head yeah. around. Even when the camera does spin, when Deacons makes that choice to give you like a 180, close to 300 view, it's amazing. The, the expert the precision he does about mm-hmm. it makes you feel like you're there. And even when the background essentially is when Blake is there with the German pilot, it essentially gets stabbed in the background. You don't even really yeah. see it. Yeah, you it. don't see yeah. it at all. not in the, the Schofield's in the foreground. Yeah, yeah. And even that moment's human because they saved the pilot. Why would they save the pilot? It's a German pilot. Yeah, just so out of instinct, just, I think, too. And they, but, and they think yeah. about it for a second, and then they pull him out. They're like, well, we'll pull him out. And he's pretty much out of commission. And, and that piece of, huma- uh, of humanity, humanity yeah. costs them. Yeah. It costs them one of, the, one of the guys, which is crazy. Yeah, man. But it's and so he stabs honest. him deep too. Yeah, like when yeah. you, you right see that knife and how long it is. Yeah. I mean, did you have this moment where initially I'm thinking, oh, he might be all right. Yeah, and then he pulls the knife and like, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I as thought so. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be fine, but as soon as I saw how deep it went, I was like, yeah. oh no, I don't know so, about that. That's uh, I didn't think he was gonna. I thought he was gonna be the main character, so I thought yeah, that me they, too. What they were gonna I was do? Like, what, what's gonna happening here? Yeah, what exactly. What choice are they making? I didn't think he was gonna die. I thought they were gonna bring like he was gonna have to carry him to a medic station or something like that. But then my my the person I was watching it with, they said. Where were these people ten minutes ago? Yeah. Um, do you think he would have survived if they? Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Probably not. Unless probably I, no. Probably but it, not. But that is that one of the certain quibbles because they have to make time jumps. It's essentially a twenty-four hour movie. The t- some of the time jumps don't work perfectly. That's one of them. It, it's very These guys were right down the road. They never saw him. You know, or did time lapse there? But we didn't notice. It. See, that, that's the thing. That's kind of hard to say. What I found was very interesting in terms of the cinematography. It is. Um, it's not immediately after. Yeah. I, I, the way that I view it beats, yeah. was that the the segues in between were like a jump in 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 time had yeah. time yeah absolutely yeah. had to be and they have a dark. couple they yeah. have a couple jump times a yeah. little yeah. bit they, about they, two kind the, of the one I'll certainly one. quibble about and we can we can come back to it later if you want but when he passes out to pass time I'm yeah like, oh, I don't love that one mm. let me ask you this uh, Mendez went out of his way to say it I think on the Globes maybe it was a different award show I was watching that. I want to thank Hollywood for letting me make this movie for the price I made it and to put two relatively unknown actors in it. Tom Holland was almost, uh, I think, the Schofield character. Yeah, I, I was reading so about that. what is the movie with him? Does it matter as much or would it be more impactful if Holland was the Blake character and doesn't make it? I, I, think, think, that would be better. I think it's good with the actors that we got yeah, with. Me it. too. So but I, I would I think say so. that if you was So you Schofield, agree with Mendez on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you, when you have that star power, it's just... You don't have any expectation because you don't know either yeah, of them yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. So it works better. And so, yeah, I think that's just really it. When you have that star power, you don't expect so-and-so to die. You know, and, it's just And it's on just that note, goes. they're not nominated for any Oscars or anything, but Gene, Gene, uh, Dean Charles Chapman and George McKay great performances yeah, yeah. we don't yeah, know yeah. them very well they yeah. might be on british tv or something but we don't really know them. actually uh incredible performance dean charles chapman he was tommen in uh game of thrones so oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah so he was right. he was tommen in game of thrones yeah. so but that's um, pretty compared to a major motion picture yeah like that, you know exactly that's a different level and yeah yeah with, with when we were talking about like kind of the favorite scenes from this movie i don't see any john and... snow blockbuster films yeah <laughs> <laughs> so when, when we talk about like as far as like with this movie and what might be more memorable like later down the road i think that whole kind of scene as far as when, you know, uh, was it not Mackenzie, but the uh, Lance Corporal? What Blake. is it? Yeah, there you go. Not Blake. Schofield. Schofield. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Schofield. When when Schofield is in that abandoned city or that abandoned town, and after he meets with the French woman, and then he it's goes to make a run scene. for it, and he's making a run for it. He ends up killing one of the German soldiers. Another one is drunk. Yeah. He loses his gun, and he's just running. 
all the way up until basically he jumps over the bridge yeah. and then goes down There's the river. A couple yeah. I think that's going to be one of the ones done that's going to of him running. Yeah. Just sheer, I need to survive. I need to get mission accomplishment here. He got the so five good. Ds. Yeah. Duck, dive, dodge, yeah. duck, and die. I want to spend a couple minutes on that scene where he pauses in the French town and he has the milk just by happenstance, gets to have the milk there. Yeah. And the baby needs the milk. Yeah. And there's this moment where you think like, it reminded me of The Road, a movie that not a lot of people saw with Viggo Mortensen. I saw it twice, yeah. unfortunately. Okay, yeah. so when, when they're in the bunker, you're like, just stay in the fucking bunker yeah. and survive there. You almost think like uh, Showfield should just stay there for a little while. But the ending seals the deal on basically why he does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and obviously commitment to mission accomplishment and to his friend. So it's just fascinating and makes it so human, you know? It makes mm-hmm. you even more connected to that character. Yeah. So, and I like that they spent a few minutes there. They didn't just keep moving. They they let you dwell, light the candle. Mm-hmm. And even she's like, just fucking stay, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. Can I can I talk about like some of the my quibbles with sure. this movie? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're gonna disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and I we we talked about this, uh, but uh, the convenience factor. There was a lot of a bit moments of where mm-hmm. there was it was just way too convenient. And I understand as time lapses and all that, but him coming out of the river and then all of a sudden the troop is just right that, there. Man. That it's that, a tough one. Yeah. And some of you as audience members, you're gonna be. I, I thought you guys were gonna make this argument and be like, why are you okay with the in, the conveniences for Star Wars, but not but with not this okay movie? With yeah, this, not okay yeah. with this movie because this movie is so grounded. I got an it is. Yeah. yeah. I got an answer. And the answer is essentially expectation. Expectation for this movie isn't the same as it is for Star exactly. Wars. Exactly. And by the way, Star Wars, like we talked about before on previous pods, not to keep talking about this thing, but Hobbit has a wor- is world building. Um, Harry Potter is world building. There's a commitment that you have to build that world and spend time making it so we know you spent time on it. Yeah, yeah. You're not just willy-nilly this thing. This doesn't have that. There's history to back this up. Yeah. And we're focusing on two characters, really one character. You don't have to have those same things. What you have to do is get us from A to B to C. And sometimes those cinematic conveniences are how you get there. As long as I'm enjoying the ride and not taken out of it, it's fine. Yeah. Remember Star Trek 2009, yeah. right? It's definitely something that I didn't even pay attention to that they didn't were kind of conveniently there. It really there, didn't bother me. But I acknowledge that it's there and I'll yeah. acknowledge that you bring it up and you watch it with that critic's eye now, but it's not something that takes me out of the narrative. No. And I would say it as far as because the attack is... Ha- I mean, if we were looking at a map of where they were at, I guess it wouldn't be too hard for them to run into you know yeah. friends every now and again because they're all storming all across France. It's, so. it's fascinating that I loved that they acknowledged the no man's land area of the German line in Wonder Woman and they acknowledge it here and it's night and day. Yeah. But they're both so great. Yeah. And to me, that's the part I'll remember. Um, it's just so fascinating how they make it make it work. Okay. And then Tyler, you may disagree with me. And I think Nick, you might disagree with me too. Um, Karate that, dance. <laughs> <laughs> that that moment in the city, all right, when he loses his gun. Yeah. Uh, which is a big deal as a soldier and infantry guy for a while can't lose your fucking yeah. life, man. <laughs> and and, and yeah. actually, that's what I wanted to bring up. He is a military. like Great job well, making it to us, but where's your fucking rifle? What, yeah, whatever <laughs> whatever experience he, he may have. See, I would expect that from myself, to run as fast as I can to avoid do- uh, like yeah. bullets. You, would, you wouldn't even make it that far. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. His, his breath control is much better than mine. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that 
he is a lance corporal, so lance then corporal, he's yeah. been in the military for a bit, and he yeah, has training. What happened to their bayonets? They lost their bayonets immediately. Um, they didn't have a knife to like. Uh-huh. The first thing he does is cover the dude's mouth, and then tells him to be quiet, and then trust that he's not going to talk. Why didn't you just kill him there? Yeah, like that part I agree with. Yeah, that's more indicative of guys who are not combat. Uh, seasoned yeah and maybe they are soldiers and they've been through the training yeah, and down a minute but they're not and, combat and that's why yet. i'm kind of giving it a pass because yeah. i don't know for a fact how much training he's had how much experience that, that he's guy had yeah. in so, the airplane. And, and that's the thing too <laughs> exactly. you, you can kind of look at it as far as like you know you can still have your humanity even if you are in a war and everything where they do kind of save the pilot almost you know just out of instinct yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. you know and by the way, back then, pilots used to carry guns because you could not get out of that. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, you were, if you were in the cockpit and that thing was on fire, Over. you shot yourself. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was a lot quicker. <laughs> but, but you know, and I even look at it as far as with uh, Lance, you know, Lance Corporal pretty much saving, you know, trying to save maybe even that German guy trying to just get out of there yeah, yeah. because of its humanity. And you're right. You know, this is a war going on. They are probably taking as many people as they can. They're not probably fully trained. But... Even just kind of looking at it to him losing his gun and everything, it's just this is such a different mission than what he's used to. He's used to having a platoon. He's used to having other people there. Yeah. It was him and one other guy, it's, and the other guy there, didn't make there's it. There's a human moment, and again, and it's fight or flight. And yeah, so, it's fight yeah. or flight. And listen, there's a reality of being in a war where it's like you may not know what to do, but when the first bullet whizzes by your brain, you're like, "Those guys are shooting at us." Fuck, it's me or them. Yeah, yeah. and it's automatic. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. It's saying, a human thing, you know. It's a reaction see, your body has. I'm not saying that I would have been able to to handle myself, but the scene right again, before. the scene right before when he's getting shot at on the bridge and then he's taking cover and then he ends up going up into the the bell house yeah the house yeah um that like the level of takes out the sniper with a great yeah great shot so it shows that he's capable it shows that he has uh he has some guts in every moment which is also Mm -hmm. realistic Mm. when he when he gets off the the truck and crosses the bridge that's a ballsy move yeah the rest of those guys aren't going with him nobody volunteered to go with him he goes because that's his mission mission accomplishment um but he also has moments where he makes dumb mistakes the stress level he's fatigue is setting in it's going to cause you to do things mm-hmm. that you probably yeah. aren't thinking it through. I'm sure you, you know? noticed, but he slows his heart rate in, in the yeah. scene when he takes his breath, you know, yeah. to slow his heart rate down and, to gain, you know, his consciousness. And back. that's why I'm giving it a pass. It's less of a quibble, but more of like a, something to bring to mind. But yeah. I personally didn't like that scene too much because it seemed like all his combat training or what all of his experience goes out the window. And I understand. It's not like he's a Navy SEAL or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not like he's a 40 year vet of the army. He's a young kid. Yeah. You know? that's, and, and let's that's not why forget. I'm it. That's uh, why I'm giving Let's it not forget the military is comprised mo- 80% of kids under like 22 years old. So what are we talking about here? You know, these are the, these are, this is the cost of our crappy foreign policy sometimes, you know, mm. we got to remember like, you don't, you don't thank the troops because you agree necessarily with everything they're doing. You thank them because they're out there and you're not. And that's the reality. You know? Right. Uh, I also, uh, what I want to, to mention, the scene that I think would stay with me is when he finds the troop and the guy is singing and then the camera. It's a beautiful it's moment. It's a beautiful I didn't scene. love that song. Yeah. Am I okay saying that? Yeah, I know <laughs> you're fine okay. with that. Okay. Yeah. But that little scene, Perry though. In here, yeah, you know, a little bit. He was out uh, falsetto. Nice yeah. falsetto on that kid. <laughs> but but, the, but the, the shot, the shot has it's to go shot. through the troops That is around. the closest shot to like a Shawshank shot yeah. in the whole movie. And, it's clean. And it's a beautiful shot. And it I is. think that shot will stay with me. I think that yeah, was maybe like so. one of the best yeah. shots.
shots within the movie. But let's talk about the ending. Let's talk. I want to talk about because- that. I want to wax a little poetic on that ending. Mm-hmm. After the journey, after all of you've been through, and, and and even in the beginning, if you haven't bought in by like halfway through, you're in. And now you're not looking at your watch. You're on the journey. You get to the end. He gets to where he needs to go. He doesn't stop everything, but he gets the answer to the to the general, General Cumberbatch or Lieutenant yeah. Commander, whoever he is. Uh, we could look it up. Cucumber, uh, Cucumber nah, nah. Snatch, Captain, Captain, uh, <laughs> Commander Cap- Strange, Captain Strange, whatever his yeah. name is. Whatever the case, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, he's pretty good at this, to be fair. He doesn't have a lot to do, but he does a good job. And his accent is fair because it's a British movie. Yeah. It's- <laughs> so, but his, he's got a great moment because his moment is you think there's going to be like this big thank you so much for showing up. But really what it is is fine. I'll stop it. Today's a good day. Tomorrow will be a shitty day. Yeah. And that's just the reality of war. So it hits you again in the stomach with that. Then he sees the Blake's brother, which is a le- again Stark. a little bit convenient. <laughs> it is convenient, but he, we, again, there could be time lapsing there. He yeah, walks around a little yeah. bit. It's kind of a single shot moment, but you could have had some time. He's also yelling his name so. too. So yeah, he's also yelling his name. Yeah, that's where that's somewhere. where his wave would be. There's coming a at lot anyways. of people. <laughs> so there's a conversation between them, which I thought was very earnest. We use that word in the pot all the time, but I thought it was well written. Mm-hmm. After that moment is the piece I like. You want to tell him what happens after that? Him after walking, he finds the brother, him walking kiss. to the to the tree yeah. and then just taking a break underneath it, which uh, he takes a breath. And even if the movie ended there, that would have been beautiful. Yeah, but there's another piece. What was that? He pulls out. When the he pulls picture. out the picture, oh, yeah. and and the it picture says, is his wife and kids, and it says "Come oh, home to yeah. us" at the back crazy. of it. Yeah. So. That is the deal. And How do I get back to my wife and kids? Last man standing, win the fucking war. You get to go home. That's yeah. the prize. That's why these guys do what they do. I don't know a movie has done a, a, such a good job of presenting that as this mm-hmm. one has. And they never bring up the family until like usually they don't, they don't bring up the family at, at the end. Usually it's in the beginning, the yeah. and then yeah. you know you're going to die. And so, <laughs> at home. Yeah. Yeah. all right, so there's gonna... honor. There's honor in that, and I think this movie was written honorably, which is hard to do for a war movie. So credit to Mendez. Yeah. So all right, we're going to wrap this up. So we're going to go into ratings. So any rating you guys want to give it, and any final thoughts too as well. So Nick, I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh, you're going to let me go first. So I'm processing this movie as well as I can. Um, I don't know where it falls on my top 10. By the time the podcast breaks, go to realwatchbilly.com. It'll be on there. It's going to be covered in my Oscar uh, preview. Uh, That's going to come out probably in about a week or so. So it's in my top 10. I think it's in my top five. Is it better than Ford versus Ferrari? I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm still processing it. It's a strong 7.0 for me on the Shawshank scale mm-hmm. with room to grow. We'll see how rewatchable it is. We'll see how it sits with me over time. I saw it opening night, spent a couple days, kind of want to see it one more time. The second time I might do it on the at home at the fire stick or something like that. But I want to see it one more time just to make sure I saw what I saw and I felt what I felt. But it's a mm-hmm. it's an achievement and it's really must see for 2019. If you're mm-hmm. going to see 10 movies, it's on the list, believe me. Yeah. I think for myself, I, I just really like how grounded and how real it was. The relationships between the two soldiers and his brother, like you can really feel the emotion that's there. Overall, I thought it was an amazing movie. The cinematography helps to make it more impactful uh, in, in my Roger Deakins opinion. national yeah. treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have some like quibbles with it, but at the end of the day, it's not going to bog it down too much. Overall, I think I'd give it an eight. Uh, eight's okay, strong. Yeah, yeah that's a no, good number. eight's pretty good. I'd probably give it like a seven point five. Um, so we're all pretty on par with it. And I would definitely say it's worth the watch at least once, definitely, right there. Definitely. I think even a rewatch, maybe not so soon, maybe like a couple years down the road too, as well. It's just heavy. It's, it's just yeah, really it really heavy. is heavy. And so, and I would say though, like 
those standout scenes are probably going to still stand out even from rewatching oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that's, I think those, that's the thing I think that's got to digest tense, Yeah. Me. Am I going to remember that? Stuff? Yeah. And I think those tense moments as far as like the bomb going up in the tunnels, him Fantastic. escaping from the city, and even just when he's running you know, across the first that wave. A, we didn't talk trying, about that, but yeah. that's a great That's a great oh, yeah. That's a great that's thing. A good he, can't, yeah. he can't stay in the trench. He has to leave the trench yeah. to get to the colonel or the general. Lance Corporal, what are you doing? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And, and even the way that shot, you've yeah. already been through so much in your movie theater chair. You're like, come on, kid, don't do that. I ain't got, I yeah. got nothing left for that. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the end is in sight. Like yep. at any moment, he'd get blown up and then mission fails. So, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to stamp all over your time, but Tyler brought this up uh, last week or the week before. He's brought it up a few times on the pod in the hands of a lesser director a yeah. lesser cinematographer all this could have gone bad yeah. Oh, yeah but it did not it was handled very well credit to yeah them, so. and i still think it's good and it's just at that scene though too that's something that's going to stick out for a while where yeah. he's at the final end of his journey and it's just balls to the wall and Let's he just, just there, runs man. for it runs yeah. for it as fast yeah. as he can then jumps down and i even like that scene when he's getting up there and you've got you know the captain crying you know all this oh, crazy yeah. you're just seeing a lot of it um, it's also the sense of urgency because the front line is already there he's already late yeah he's already this late. is it this yeah. is last you yeah know, all, hands are all gonna die and it's real yep. it's real it like, feels real yeah <laughs> yeah and yep. it's not it doesn't have that luster of oh it's a movie you can tell that it's yeah, a movie yeah. it comes in late and at the very end with other movies it kind of it has that feel like oh you did a good job and it ends on a high note this I agree, it yeah. hits you with the realness that that, no, it's not over. You're still stuck in this, yeah. and until this is over, that you're not and, going. And home. just to just to get one more thought out there, th because Saving Private Ryan is one of the ones that everybody likes so much, and it won a lot of Oscars. Saving Private Ryan has a couple epilogues at the end of it. Mm -hmm. The reason I like the ending of this one so much is because you're so tired at the end. Sit down at the tree, look at the picture of your family. Roll credits. Yeah. There's no epilogue. We don't need to know anything else. That's enough. We got yeah. enough, you know? We got oh, our yeah. money's worth. So definitely, I think this is something that's going to, you know, at least stand the test of time for a good while. And we'll I think see, those scenes I, will still stick out. So we're going to move on to our next segment. So. All right. Wind it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> just got it all the out of there. Got nothing so, left, <laughs> so with our next segment, we're going to do uh, We've Got Mail. So if you guys want to send us a listener question, you can do so at talkingflick at gmail.com. Talkingflick at gmail.com. All right. So I'm just going to read something here. Uh, which movie character or actors or actresses would you hang out or grab a beer with? from Rob. Mm. Oh, man. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler? Okay, all right. <laughs> Probably be a pretty fun beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cocaine right. with Wes Bentley, beer with Adam Sandler. I'm doing cocaine. Uh, <laughs> it's with Wes Bentley. It's no got Not Nicolas Cage? Yeah, I don't think I could Maybe, maybe yeah, Michael Sarah. Oh, yeah. He's dead, man. He's a man. Oh, yeah. Can't, Michael, can't, can't bring him back to life. Michael Sarah. I don't, I don't know who I would hang out with. I just That's punch a, him in the face. Wait, so are we talking actors or or the characters? Uh, Is this anybody? Anybody. Actors, characters. Alive or dead? Alive or dead, yeah. Alive or dead. Charlie Chaplin would be a cool man to have a beer and hang out with a little bit. That'd be pretty fun. I think I would like to hang out with Tom Cruise. With Tom no, Cruise? Yeah, oh, man. man. He wouldn't know how to behave in social situations. Dogs, he would go <laughs> Just so like crazy. Just like you, probably get along. He'd be like, hey, you, wa you want to you skydive? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to skydive. <laughs> you have a car? That's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, he'd be so into whatever we're doing. Burgers? Yeah, let's get burgers. <laughs> he eats it upside down or something. It's such a weird. I think that I would think be Jack dope. Nicholson. I'd love to just <laughs> spend a day with Jack Nicholson. Just uh -huh. to like see like what he's like, or and... Jack Black. <laughs> oh, Jack Black's that. pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah. maybe you know, the Rock, seems like a cool <laughs> dude in real life. It's a weird question, and but a great question. We thank you for it. Um, I think Matt Damon would be like 
normal, somewhat normal. Yeah. And maybe that would be cool. But if like the difference between like Matt Damon and like Matthew McConaughey would be like night and day. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey would like take you to like the forest, go for like a long hike and like. So it's like a date he, with us. Yeah. It would <laughs> just went, be like, but Matt Damon would be like, yeah, let's go to a, a restaurant, hang out. This is my family. Maybe catch a flick and whatever. Who sent this right. question? Rob. Rob. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a tough one. Bro. That's a tough. That's yeah. a tough one. Maybe yeah. Mark Wahlberg. I don't know. I'm Marky still, Mark. Marky yeah, maybe. Mark. Yeah, yeah maybe. Marky Mark. So. <laughs> from we can talk about game. the Celtics. Marky Mark from Gainey Game. Gainey Game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I would who I would hang out. You got to pick somebody. These are the rules of talking. Oh my god, this is so hard. The pressure is getting to me. Um, I you need to go back and pick a number for up in the air. Don't embarrass the podcast. You know, I guess maybe. Ah oh, man, I had it too, but Don't you know what? You know, I know who I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, that's a cool. Oh, he seems pretty cool. Like he seems pretty cool. The whole he cast like, of Silicon Valley would be a cool. Yeah, I, I would probably pick him. Definitely not T.J. Miller. I don't want to nah, get into any nah. trouble he'd with him. One, yeah. He'd be the trouble maker. He'd be calling in bomb threats and stuff, and he'd just <laughs> like, I just want a burger. I just. <laughs> but definitely, definitely Kumail because I think he'd be pretty chill. He'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Paul Rudd. Paul, Paul Rudd. Oh, you know, oh, Paul Rudd's like a good cool choice, man. too. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, to that, to that end, Chris Evans seems like a pretty cool yeah, name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chris Evans and Paul Rudd. I saw the thing where it was like, what's that guy, Johnny on the street or whatever his name is? Billy Billy Eichner. Billy oh, Eichner. Yeah, yeah, Billy Eichner. So he was on the street with Paul Rudd. <laughs> Or Chris, no, Chris Evans just walking around doing the weird Billy on the street thing. Yeah. And they ran into Paul Rudd just randomly. And he was like <laughs> automatic, like a couple of funny lines and they just went to whatever he was doing, go get coffee or whatever. It was crazy shit. So they seem like a cool head. Oh, yeah. Paul Rudd's a good choice. So yeah, yeah. He's so, a good choice. What was yours, Chris Evans or Chris Pratt? Uh, I'm going to say, oh, Chris Evans is who I said, but I'm going to stay with Jack Nicholson. You're going to say Jack Nicholson? Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. That's a good question right there. So, <laughs> all right. Next segment we're going to go into is recommendations. Anything you guys caught over the week or the weekend that you want to recommend? My Hero Academia. Yeah, you've if, been going on about that. Yeah, if you so. haven't on, watched it yet, oh my goodness, it is so good right now. Did the season just wrap up or no, is it still going no, on? It's, it's still, still going, going on. on. But it hit it hit a high point. And man, do does it feel like it is intense. Though. This is anime. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is anime. anime. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's more like it's still like teenage, like a young adult kind of anime. But it's so good, man. Okay. It is so right. good right now. So, so strongly recommend. Yeah. All right. My Hero Academia. What are we watching on? I it's on Hulu. Hulu. Um, yeah, definitely on Hulu. Hulu's got a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. All right. Anything you want to recommend, Nick? For me, uh, we might have the same one. So I'm going to mention okay. another one before I get to the last one. Uh, I love the young Pope, Paul, Paulo Sarantino, an Italian guy. Oh, two Popes? Uh, they, no, not the two Popes, which I love and was nominated for an Oscar. So I feel vindicated young on that. Young Popes with Jude Law, right? Young Popes yeah. with Jude Law. Okay. Season two is called The New Pope. And it is effing insane. It's like nuns dancing in front of the cross with like stripper shoes and their nun outfits on. All right, it's I'm just, gonna have to watch this now. It's insanity. <laughs> and that's like the that's like the normal moment. It's on HBO, right? <laughs> it's on HBO. Okay. Malkovich is coming on the show. You only see him for a little bit in the first episode, only uh -huh. one episode in so far. It is crazy shit. I don't even know what's happening, but I'm having such a good time. Doesn't matter. Interesting. HBO again wins the day. The second one is The Outside. Okay. How'd That's you like the yours? first episode? Let, is there going to do that one? Uh, you go ahead and talk about it. So I got other things to talk for about. For me, I knew a little bit about the story. Uh -huh. So I was nervous that like the, the big twist moments wouldn't hit me as hard because I kind of knew it was coming. I almost read that book. So I kind of flipped through it and kind of knew a little bit about the bullet points. Uh -huh. 
but it's so good looking. It's so well made. Bateman is turning into like a pretty season. Bateman's girl. good. He's Bateman's good. good. Yeah. Not like a good actor. He's already that, but he's like a good filmmaker. Yeah. He should be it's crazy. Movie. He's it's yeah. weird. It kind of feels like not natural because he's like, <laughs> I know oh it's God. so it's so there's a lot of comedies too. He's Hogan fan. This is Michael Bluth, you yeah, know, his rest yeah. of development. But he's yeah. good wow. on the show, yeah. but he's also great at constructing the show. Richard Price, who's a seasoned uh, author. He's a producer too, I think. He did it, the yeah. night of, which I was a big fan of. Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's a supernatural story. So I worry about where it's going and how it's going to mesh but so far i'm in yeah i'm in hbo again Wins definitely after that first episode i was like okay i'm in i'm watching the, the second, second one, one. yeah first and 10 then, minutes of the second one you're like oh, i was like i as, gotta read the book as you so. guys been as you guys been talking about it and now hearing it as a book i kept on thinking that you guys were talking about the the outsider the outsider oh, boy yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i know that's a great like, book yeah. and a decent movie yeah. not a great movie but <laughs> so i was like i don't remember that from <laughs> from Pony Required, Boy. Like, middle school reading, I think, still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I definitely don't want to get too much into the story of The Outsider because I think just just give it a watch on HBO or however you and watch things. we don't know things. how it's going to wrap up. Yeah, it's early exactly. in the process. Exactly. So I'd say just give the first episode a you, watch and you'll be sucked in. You, so. Tyler, are the big Stephen King fan. Can this guy, can like a, a show, a cop drama grounded on the like the ground, street level, gritty, is it going to work with the supernatural stuff? I think it can. It, depending who's, so. you know, it's like what we were talking about in the hands yeah. of a lesser director. You yeah, know, it'd be hard director. to juggle those yep, things. Right. But but I don't think Bateman's going to be directing all of them, but he did direct these first two episodes, which I was like, wow, I didn't know. I think After he does the, the first finale one. if I read. Oh, he does I'm the finale. Totally sure yeah. Yet. So, but you're, you're sucked in. And How I, about Ben Mendelsohn? You in on him? I like Ben Mendelsohn just because Understated of how, how good he is at making me want to hate him. And yeah. so, like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's but, got the kid that passed away. Yeah, exactly. Kind of deal, so exactly. Yeah. So I think it's well worth the watch. Give the first episode a watch. Uh, what I caught over the week, so I finished up Star Wars Rebels. Uh, which is pretty good. Okay. It, it was actually right. pretty good. Netflix. It's uh, D- D- Disney, Bl- Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. I was like DC Plus. I forgot about it. DC Plus. I pay for it and so, I forgot about it. So Star Wars <laughs> Rebels. <laughs> um, away my the the storyline's good. I mean, it's a kid's cartoon show. And of course, certain parts I've of it. I've seen some of it. Yeah, certain parts of it. I'm like, okay, it's a little cartoonish. See, that's but what they, I need to separate from you guys' mind or from just everyone's mind. Yeah. Even though it's a cartoon, it can still be enjoyed by adults. But it does have like with Star Wars Rebels because they bring back Darth Maul and everything. They bring him back and see that. It's actually really good. Like how they do it. It is. It's actually really good. So with the things happening with story plot A, it's it happens really well. Do you want me to get into a spoiler with it at sure. all? Her, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. They kill okay. Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, do they? Yeah, What's they that kill guy's him. Name? Kanan. Kanan. <laughs> they who, kill him. Who they has kill a him. Voice moment in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, right? he does. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they kill. That's they pretty, kill Kanan. I, did not know I they was did insane. That. Like it's in the fourth season. Who I'm watching him? it. Um, Maul. No, it's it's like the Empire. He uh, falls. He he falls and then hits his head on a rock. Meat grinder. No, <laughs> right on a kid's cartoon show. <laughs> no, he crashes uh, his World War One plane and shoots himself. Yeah, he's gonna burn yeah. it. So, but he he and spoiler warning, you know everything. Even though I just said it, yeah, but it's been you know, yeah, yeah. But it's it's crazy because they kill off that main character in wow. in a kid's cartoon. So yeah, that's so. you know what that's indicative of. It's a cartoon, like we said, but it's also like a narrative where they're taking chances yeah. and doing cool stuff. And, and they do that. Some people like the Rebels show. Some people don't. Some people really like the Clone Wars, which I'm, which I'm definitely going to give a check. But I think Rebels- I watched some of that also. Rebels ends off in a good point where you could do more with the characters of like Ahsoka Tano, who was Anakin Skywalker's apprentice, and even Ezra Bridger, who was uh, Kanan's apprentice. So there's they leave it to where it ends. Um, it ends basically after Return of the Jedi, and it leaves some window the in between there. Time. So yeah, so I know when you time. watch the Mandalorian episodes, it prompts you not anymore to Empire. It prompts you to the Clone Wars. Yeah, and I caught a couple episodes that way just by leaving it on. Okay. and I thought they were okay. It's still, I'm sorry to say, it still felt a little cartoonish to me. 
yeah. just can't really help it, but I'm still entertained. With the first season with the Clone Wars? I think Wars? it was season one. Yeah. Episode one, season I'm, one. I'm getting that like Clone that. Wars. Apparently, yeah. it picks up really well after those other seasons, but okay. Rebels is definitely... I think a little bit more, I guess you could say grounded, but timeline wise, the Clone Wars um, came first. Obviously it's like Attack of the Clones time frame, Star Wars yeah, universe in between like you're basically but production wise. The rebels were done way later. Yeah. Rebels was done after Clone okay, Wars production mm-hmm. wise. So, uh, last thing I saw was the good place. So I caught first couple okay. episodes of the good All place. Right. It's funny. From it's the good. beginning of this, from the beginning of the series, beginning of the series. Okay. I've got the first couple of it ends of this year. And oh, I'm a little really? bit behind. I didn't even know that. And I've so. seen the first two seasons. It's, incredible. It's on Netflix. Give the first episode. Watch it. Serial good. television. Yeah. As a comedy. Picking it up. Smart. So. <laughs> I had never really seen that before. It was so smart. Yeah. So picking it up. All right. So that's all we got for you guys this week. Uh, what's happening next week? I think it's your pick, Ryan. You yeah. Know what we're doing. Uh, so next week, uh, it's going to be my pick, and I'm going to be going with The Prestige. Oh, the Prestige. Yeah. Chris Nolan, back yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a little while, and I have it on DVD. I saw the ending of it when I was a kid because like it was just on, and I'm like, oh, I know it's good. I know it's got a good ending, ending. and I want to rewatch <laughs> it. But I just know how it ends, so that's what's been putting off. So I'm glad we get to kind of. There's to a couple things it, in that movie so. I can quibble with, but I I'm, I'm excited to rewatch it. So good choice. But I'll say this: David Bowie casting is uh, casted as Tesla. It's fucking the most oh, genius. Yeah. Casting. yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> the it's greatest great. fucking casting ever. <laughs> and it's funny. Another movie came out at the same time that de- dealt with magic. What was it again? The Illusionist. The, the Illusionist, Illusionist was Ed Norton. Okay, so yeah. Jessica Biel. Both yeah. of them. Not a terrible I, movie. I always get them mixed up. Yeah, they came but out when really you tell close me, together. When you say David Bowie, yeah, yeah, I know. The prestige. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking know. genius. I'm so mad that I knew the ending of it, but you know, just because yeah. I just happened to catch it. No, same man. as Seven. We'll see same, how you yeah. feel about it, but like even knowing the ending, it's still worth the ride. The yeah. ride's still worth it. Yep. All right. So. Where can we find you at, Ryan? Hey, if you like listening to my voice or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. If you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. If you want to hear me or read me shit on 11 Oscar nominated Joker films, <laughs> I can do that. I uh, want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I want to see A that lot of people too, have yeah. seen it. And they get really There's angry. a video and everything. Just Nick just pulls off his pants and it shits everywhere. <laughs> hey, you know what? Twitter is starting to turn on that. I feel like they're coming the other way now. They're like, all right, that's too much praise. But anyway, it's realwatchability.com. My Oscar preview is coming soon. Check it out. You can see my top 10 movies of the year. Hit me up on Twitter at realwatch. All right. As always, we're Talking Flick. You can find us over on Twitter, Flick underscore Talking. You can reach to us email with TalkingFlick at gmail.com. TalkingFlick at gmail.com. You only get one of those. If you're going to rate us. <laughs> if you're going to rate Man, us. Really yeah, he's really out doing now. it out. So please do so on Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast app you're listening to us Two on. And a half. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, five. Oh, five. <laughs> Why? 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 Four, hey, like, yeah, uh, give us a crappy score. You if you really, <laughs> if you really like the show, go and tell your friends, your family. You know, just subscribe on their phone without even asking, and you can become a Patreon supporter. Take their phone and do it for them. <laughs> Jesus. You get, if you don't like the movies that we're doing, if we you're like, care. yeah, if you're like, it's too heavy. Give us money and we'll do whatever. We're running you want out of ideas. Come on, yeah. not Human Centipede Three. We're but, running you know, out of we'll, ideas. You gotta we'll help us. We'll uh, we'll Clockwork Orange Nick so that he watched oh. Human Centipede Three. <laughs> Let's do that, Bill. Kubrick. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, you guys made me lose my train of thought. Where was I? Oh yeah, Patreon. Uh, if you guys want to become a Patreon, you can do so. There's a link in description, and there'll be a link for everybody's stuff in the description too as well. But finish the show, Ryan. Hey, that was Talking Flick, and we will talk at you next week. Yay. There's only one way out of this war last man standing